Hey, y'all, wonderful Wednesday here on the about-to-be Robert Scott Bell Show. It's not officially started, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> when it starts, then I have to go by the script that Super Don gives me. It's very narrow parameters. Don't go, don't stray outside of them, he says. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, we got Sherry Neal, my good friend Sherry Neal. Naturopath, she's got amazing information. She's of the lineage of our buddy, not a doc. Chris Barr and all the whole food supplements you can uh, you can ingest healthfully and safely. Of course, uh, we'll talk about missing link today. If you've been waiting to get it, we got a special deal uh, from ChooseToBeHealthy.com, Absolute Wellness Center LLC.com. Sherry Neal will be joining us. Then we got a bunch of stories to cover. You know, I've talked about uh, prescription corticosteroids, steroid drugs, and not the kind of anabolic. We're talking about suppress the immune system, destroy the liver. Well. How about destroying your brain too? There's there's an update on that. Uh, the war on cancer. How's it how's it been going? The rise in cancer among under fifties is unprecedented and climbing. Maybe we should declare a bigger war on cancer. I don't think so. How to detox the healthy way? Cannabis legalization. How is it affecting FDA approved drug pharmaceutical sales? We'll talk gardening in a way that's probably politically incorrect. And first up, fraud in research. I thought science was self correcting. How do they correct fraud? We'll get to that in a whole lot more coming up. Not a film at 11, but the Robert Scott Bell Show starting right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right. Welcome to the middle of the uh, broadcast week here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Great, great uh, schedule of topics and a guest, Sherry Neal, joining us in hour one. A uh, shout out to the family, the Bollinger family. Ty Bollinger still recovering from some stuff he had to go through. And a uh, great big happy birthday to Brianna Bollinger, 22 today. Uh, so shout out, Brianna. Doing great. Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. Check out Brianna's new music as well. Uh, speaking of 22-year-olds, my son, 22, and my daughter, 17, went with me last night to go see Kansas in concert. And it was just lit up. It was an outdoor concert uh, venue. It was amazing. We got tickets like with five minutes to spare. It was an hour away. And uh, it was like looking like uh, we were going to go. Then we weren't. We we're going to go. One of those moments, many moments in the day where I was like, yay, boo, yay, ah. And at a certain point, I'll just say it this way. As I was contemplating wanting to take the kids there and, and go there. There was one point where maybe you can only get one ticket. Okay, I'll go myself. I'll leave the kids behind because I got to see Kansas. But at a certain point, I just said, you know what? I'm letting it go. It was a conscious little mini prayer, if you will. God, spirit, look, whatever the outcome needs to be, I'm not going to be attached to it. If, if we need or can be there, it'd be great. If not, I just had to let it go. And then moments later, within a minute, my buddy Neil calls up. Yeah, so I was here in line and somebody said they had a ticket and you want one or you want three? I want three. And then I don't think there's three. And as he's on the phone, then some lady walks up to him and says, I got two, two, you have two? Yeah, you got three tickets. So my son comes you know, home from work late that day and it's like, oh man, are we going to make it? My wife gives him food and we walk out the door, get in the car and head on up with five minutes to spare and have the time of our lives. Made great memories in that regard. And um, they knew all of the songs except like two because they played from two of their newer albums. One of them I had heard, but they loved it. It's called Throwing Mountains. Really great guitar looks. There's the picture Super Don putting up there. My son and daughter with me. And uh, shout out to Neil Schultz for helping make that possible. And uh, it was just a great show. Among the outside in the dark and, and 
we just had a great and the kids their eyes were wide and they're smiling the whole time singing the kansas songs that they knew super don man dude it was so awesome we had a great time last night yeah it looks like it was it was a good time but i have to i gotta mention something here because i mean let's zoom in here on on there's something wrong with this picture here what is it you're you're happy happy time you're wearing a yes t-shirt to a kansas concert well, it's the only shirt I had of, of of bands of that era. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, I thought people to a would Kansas not... concert. You know, it's funny. There's there's yeah. a, a debate online going on. I discovered yeah. this morning <clears throat> as to whether that is is a foul. Uh, if if that's a concert foul, uh, you know, whether I... you wear. Some people say it's okay. Yeah. Other people say it's not. You know, it, look, I had con- concert T-shirts from back in the in the 70s and 80s when I went. And they were all the, the the baseball jersey style, you know. You'd have like the oh, black yeah, sleeves and the white with the thing. Yeah. They were all worn out years ago. And I had Kansas. Okay. I did have at least two Kansas concert T-shirts, but they were wore out and gone years ago. So I had a yes shirt, thanks to I my just, buddy Kevin. You know, I, I'm just so, wondering, it, it, did you wear that one there because your Kenny G T-shirt? What? Whoa! Like, whoa! In, whoa! In the whoa. wash was that foul. in the laundry? I call foul on that. No, or, or I know actually you, you just what? misplaced your Millie Vanilli t shirt. No, oh, come on. No, Indigo. You would have worn that to the can. No, but actually, in all what? seriousness, my job is to make you look better. <laughs> yes, thank and you. And sound better. Yeah. So I decided I'd do you a favor. Oh, look at that. Thank and, you. And see, now now you look cool. <laughs> You're wearing the Kansas t shirt. How the heck did to you the, do that? The Kansas concert. Dude, that is like next level. I don't even understand how you did that. Now, for those of you listening on the podcast later, this is why you ought to be tuning into the video version of the show <laughs> because Super Don is superimposed various different concert T-shirts over the T-shirt I wore uh, to the Kansas show, and uh, uh, I didn't realize how much the you know you know I knew my daughter would because she's the musical one, but my son. I didn't think about it. My wife said, you better take your son. I'm like, oh, and then we asked him. He said, yeah, I'd love to go. So I'm glad it, it worked out. And he was like, this is the best. We should do this more often. And yeah. yet, yet, I go to the gym this morning. Okay. And it actually started last night. I'll explain. But I go to the gym this morning and I started doing an informal survey of the millennial moms, the housewives that are in their you know, early 30s for the most part, maybe late 20s in some cases. And I'd say to them, hey, I took my kids to the Kansas. To, I, let's say I took my kids. This is how I said it. I took my kids to see Kansas last night. And 50% of them, maybe 60% of them looked at me and said, well, was it was it fun? Did you have a good trip? <laughs> like, what? Did I have a oh, good like trip? Like you literally took them to Kansas. Like, right? yeah, you drove to Kansas. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And I got so mad, not at them. I said, listen. You bring your mom and dad into this place, and I will slap them upside the head. I'm mean, obviously just joking <laughs> because that's a bad parenting uh, decision to not expose your kids to the great music of the 70s and 80s. And, of course, I realize Kansas has continued to produce music in the 90s and in, in the 2000s plus. But basically, the uh, the classic rock of the 70s and 80s. And I'm like, and, and in funny, one of the trainers who I was texting with about going to see Kansas with the kids she was like clueless. She's like, you're going to Kansas? Have a nice trip. Oh, my God. Your par- and I thought your parents were cool, <laughs> Amber, if you're listening. I thought your parents were cool. They just went down a notch. I'm just mm. saying, kids, if, you're, if your parents are not exposing you to the good music of the 70s and 80s, there's, there's a deficit there. There's something not happening. I don't know what it is yet, but we'll figure it out. So Anyway, I assume your kids know about music from the 70s and 80s. Oh, they do, of course. Okay. Mm. 
Absolutely. That In should fact, be a poll. You should do a poll question of the day. Parents that don't teach their kids about music, are they bad parents? Uh, <laughs> right? Or is it okay to wear another band's t-shirt to, to a, a <laughs> No, concert, don't ask right? that. I we figured it was they would appreciate it because those guys like each other, right? Those bands of the progressive oh, era. I see. Uh, it, yeah, they're they're cool. All right. I, I didn't feel like there's any problem with that. <sighs> All right. So, uh, anything? Any other announcements before we start the show, or have we started uh, the show? Are we started the show. I'm going to brag for just a second here. Today okay. was uh, my granddaughter Riley's first uh, day at school. Pre really? pre K. Pre K. So, okay. uh-huh. she uh, go full screen on that. That's ridiculous. This is her holding the little sign there that has all the information about her and her teacher. Yeah. And here's uh here's her with her backpack. Mom mom is at home, a bundle of nerves right now because this is the first day that she's done this. So I've I've been on the phone with her making sure everything's okay. But apparently Mm -hmm. she's doing all right. Yeah. Okay. So Right then. Kind of a cool day today. Back in the day when we were that age, do you remember being that old? Can you, uh, can not you remember that? really no mm-hmm. not so much but i do remember i kind of remember sort mm-hmm. of you know it's like one of those weird things where it's not distinct memory but you can mm-hmm. kind of remember the yeah uh, the feelings and stuff of you know being in the, in the you know without your parents i was know, I, I was i was certainly remembering what it was like to be a middle school and high schooler Mm-hmm. when we went to see Kansas because I and I texted some of my friends from back in the day and they were like you know and one of my buddies who's also a drummer and uh was playing the garage band back in the day was remembering the time we got to meet the members of Kansas so there was a in Atlanta because they were from Topeka but they spent a lot of their years in Atlanta they became almost an Atlanta band and so we got to see a so lot of cool stuff happening. a band called Kansas spent mm-hmm. most of their time in Atlanta that's true yes Georgia yeah. okay yeah they didn't rename themselves, but there was a charity tennis tournament we were able to go to, and we got to meet Kansas, and I think Loverboy was there, and a few other you know rock bands. They were playing tennis with the pros, and just it was one of those memories that flooded back in. So oh, it was just a great night. And, and, and I was talking about creating memories with your kids. I mean, how valuable is that? How worth it is that to do things like that? And, and I've been guilty of just being always so busy working 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 like we do that you forget to do those simple things and i'm trying to be a better example and i think last night i was a good example for that so cool yeah gretel All says right. my her kids grew up on classic rock and her daughter wants to walk down the aisle to cashmere i'm, I'm wow. imagining that with my led zeppelin right that's it's a let out cool. yeah that's that's fun yeah. All right. Well, look, look. All right. Let's start the Robert Scott Bell show officially now. Sherry Neal's waiting and we're going to get to her in just a moment. Uh, opening story here is about the, a former British medical journal editor, the BMJ, one of the top medical journals uh, by reputation in the world. Uh, and so he said health research should be considered fraudulent until proven otherwise. Now, you all have heard of the concept of, of innocent until proven guilty. Of course, that's turned on its head when you deal with internal revenue stuff. But in the BMJ, they're turning it on its head, too, to say, you know what? If we're really looking honestly at the medical literature, the peer-reviewed literature, your first thought should be that it's fraud. It's likely a fraud until you can prove otherwise. And I don't disagree with that. In fact, we've had uh, Marsha Angel. Uh, I think that was her name, Dr. Angel. Uh, A-N-G-E-L-L, if I remember correctly. Uh, she was a former, what, New England Journal of Medicine or a JAMA Journal? One of those. And she talked about the fraud, the, the, how horrible the, the research that was happening in peer review. Uh, so uh, let's see. This guy, Richard Smith, 
in a July 2021 piece for the BMJ, said Stephen Locke, my predecessor as editor, became worried about research fraud in the 1980s, but people thought his concerns were just eccentric. He says now, Richard Smith, is it time to assume that health research is fraudulent until proven otherwise? And I, I think this is a very critical thing to understand when we look at, you know, we're not in any way, shape or form anti-science here. That's the irony of this. It's like as a homeopath, I've been, you know, lectured to yelled at denigrated by various people who claim the mantle of science, whether they're actual scientists or doctors or not. It's like, it's part of their cult, their belief in science as religion or as, you know, the dogma in the church of pharmaceutical mysticism. You know, I've been pointing out the absurdities, the fraud, and just the downright stupidity that often comes out of these medical journals due to some call it sham peer review, but even beyond sham peer review, the idea that these uh, doctors, scientists, et cetera, are all honest as the day is long or pure as the driven snow. Where did we get the idea that people in the medical and scientific fields are somehow morally superior or ethically superior to the rest of the world, the rest of the people of planet earth? I mean, do you automatically go into any particular new environment and say, I trust you implicitly automatically because you're a X, Y, Z, you have a PhD, you have an MD. Is that a smart thing to do? No, because humans are humans. They're frail or fragile. They're faulty. They, you know, they, they have their failings. All of us do. And that's not, a, a, a statement that's even controversial, but somehow somewhere along the way, we put this de like deification on the scientific world and the people in it to say, well, no, they wouldn't do fraud, not on purpose. I mean, they might make a mistake, but then we've heard the concept of, well, science is self-correcting. It really doesn't make mistakes. And so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And this article goes into some of that. In fact, there's a, a particular quote here that i think is most telling i sent this to you super d do you have that to show on the screen because this is the pushback on something like this even though it's coming from within the research uh, world research authorities however insisted that fraud was rare in research they added that when it does happen it would not matter because science was self-correcting and that no patient had suffered because of scientific fraud who could say that with a straight face except a skeptic I mean, just, just look at, how about uh, Vioxx, the fraud associated with that? But Smith wrote in response, as former BMJ editor, all those reasons for not taking research fraud seriously have proved to be false. And 40 years on from Locke's concerns, who I quoted earlier, we are realizing that the problem is huge. The system encourages fraud, and we have no adequate way to respond. So what do we do with this? Supernon, I ask you, because you understand you've, get, you've gone into the skeptic mindset and seen these people for the, I think, the horrific <laughs> humans, if I can call them that they are, to claim nobody's been harmed by this. It's like, are you kidding me? These people are delusional, and that's, a, that's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not, not to throw everybody, you know, out with the bathwater, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as far as scientists go, but mm -hmm. a lot of them, I'm convinced after spending some time looking at some of these people, uh, that there's a, a, a good number of them that were attracted to the idea of science when they realized that they could be in something where they were never wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? The whole self-correcting thing is just, <laughs> that's such a scam. I mean, yeah. it is in itself.
Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. The, the skeptics just love that one. We're never wrong. We're never wrong. You know, if, if we come up with a hypothesis and then it turns out to be incorrect, it, it, it's not really incorrect. It just corrected itself. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, wow, you're never wrong. It's a yeah. fallacy fallacy, right? Um, so, that's yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And in this case, with this particular uh, uh, quote that you've got here, I think it's fascinating mm -hmm. because... What can happen here is that somebody can go in, they mm -hmm. can skew the research intentionally yeah. to get the outcome, which happens all the time. As we mm -hmm. see, some of it gets uncovered, a lot of it doesn't. Yeah. But they can skew the, the results of a study mm -hmm. because they want it to have a particular outcome and then be like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's not fraud. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, I don't even know, self-correcting? Yeah. So that, you, you know what? Could you imagine being a kid? I wish I had thought about that when I was a kid. Could you yeah, imagine you, going to your parents yeah. and be like, Johnny, did you wrong. take a cookie out of cookie? No. Yeah. No, I self-corrected myself. I self-corrected. It's self-corrected. I did not do anything wrong. I, Didn't happen. Nothing happened. Nothing to see yeah. here. Move along. Stop worshiping science, please. Stop it. Just stop it. it it's, it's just, it's a place where if you're really interested in, Understanding about the world around you, within you, above you, beyond you. Yes, scientific methodologies are a wonderful way, if you will, to investigate and uncover the mysteries of the universe. Some of which may never be validated by certain aspects of double-blind, peer-reviewed medical literature as we now go, hey, assume it's fraudulent unless you can prove otherwise. But there's nothing at all wrong, nor do I ever speak out against scientific inquiry and discovery and methodology. But this concept of worship, oh, yeah, well, it's in the peer-reviewed medical literature. Yes, I've read many story, many articles, I shall say, within the peer-reviewed medical literature that have helped me to understand better the things that I have a keen interest in and understanding you know, why something may work, why it may not, why it might impact other things. There's plenty of, if I could say it that way, this is not a definitive statement, good, quote-unquote, science happening. But it's crowded out by the amount of fraud that relates to the things that mean the most mean the most now we're going to cover an article later in the show that quantifies to some degree in states where marijuana cannabis has been legalized or at the very least decriminalized in those states significant reductions in the profitability of the pharmaceutical companies in promoting and peddling their products that are often fraudulently through the peer-reviewed sham peer-reviewed process brought out to market and approved by the fear and death administration so we're going to give you a tangible example where people have been harmed, tremendously harmed by fraud within the scientific realm. But yet people worship it and they go, oh, if it's in the literature, it's a, you've got to do better than that. James Lyons-Weiler is doing better than that. Dr. Jack, who's going to be joining me in Pittsburgh at the Beaver Falls event at the Health Hut, the 22nd of October for a health freedom event. Uh, definitely you want to plan to be there. Uh, Super Don's been adding them to the mix in the upcoming events tab of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, so please check that out and share those upcoming events. If you're not able to be there or if you don't live near it, whatever, you know, people that, that are in that area, they don't know. They don't listen necessarily to the Robert Scott Belcher. They don't watch it. So say, Hey, do you know this guy I listen to or watch it? He's going to be, da, da, da. you ought to go see that, whatever that event, including a couple of events in the Orlando area, just preceding the health and freedom, wellness, parent, wellness, parenting, uh, uh, event, the seventh through the ninth of October, the fourth and the fifth. I'll be speaking at Chamberlain's in the Orlando area, two of them. 
And you may, you may know people in the Orlando metro area. You might beat it, but you assume that everybody knows. No, they don't. Share it. Upcoming events. Please do. Please share that. And sign up for the newsletter. Text RSB to 22828 and sign up because Super Don's working hard and getting good info out to all y'all. Updating you on great poll questions of the day. I don't even know what the poll question of the day is. Do, do, we, uh, do we do that real quick? Just introduce it and I'm going to bring Sherry Neal in. Yeah, here it is. How much do debates impact your vote? Oh, you're going into the political realm. That's an interesting question. Debates, do they even have them? Since Ron Paul left the debate stage, has there actually been a debate? <laughs> I'm, ask, I'm asking, but y'all, y'all see what answers you can give Super D and we'll, uh, we'll revisit that next hour on the show. So joining us now on the show, again, a returning guest, a good friend, uh, for all the right reasons, she's tremendous in the you know field of uh, what we call traditional naturopathy, 100% whole food supplement focused. Uh, you know she's worked with uh, not a doc and not a nurse over the years. God rest their souls, Chris Barr, and also with Jonathan Wagner at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. A lot of the things we talk about, she is carrying on that tradition, whole food supplementation. Sherry Neal back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Welcome back, Sherry. Hey, Robert. How are you? Great. And where's Zeus the dog? Zeus is laying down right underneath me. He may make an appearance later. I think he's pouting. Why would he be pouting? What happened? Well, he was whining and I told him to be quiet. He didn't like uh, that. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we hate that. I hate when Super Don tells me to be quiet. I get it. I, I'm with you, Zeus. I get it. So Zeus is an awesome dog. And he was at the uh, event when we did the wellness parenting event in uh, Nashville with Stu and Terry Warner. And he was there hanging out in the booth the whole time. He was awesome. Love him. Yeah, I think so. he's he's coming to Chicago with us. So I'll be at the Health Freedom Expo. Yeah, as, as long Fantastic. as they'll have him. Yeah. All right. Well, your background, just for those that don't know you, give a little bit about your background and history to lead you to what you do today. Why, you know, I want to have you on the show. Love talking to you about all the things we have in common. Yeah, sure. I I've been a nurse for 21 years and primarily trauma, and then got into uh, I, I worked NICU for a year, so with preemie babies and then geriatrics and ended up running some long-term care facilities as director of nursing. And that's really where my, my heart started to change with, with the medical world, because it was all about numbers and bottom line and what the insurance companies wanted us to do, things like that. So um, really stressed me out. I would have, for instance, an elderly person on rehab which they needed. And let's just say they refused two days in a row because they didn't feel good. And that didn't feel good probably had something to do with a side effect of a medication or depression from not seeing whatever it may be. Well, when that happens, the, the um, insurance companies often say, sorry, they've refused. They don't get their rehab. So things like that really just started to, to weigh on me. And then watching what we eat and how we we just take the humanity out of nursing and nursing homes. Um, so I knew I had to make a change and it was either become a nurse practitioner or something else. And these things just were like fighting me and the something else really kept hitting me in the back of the head. And at that time I started taking yoga because I was stressed and had headaches and I was like, ah, and my yoga instructor was brilliant, knew a lot about herbs and started teaching me about, things and just I was just questioning the why behind what I was doing every day for a living and um, not soon after that a chiropractor 
kind of looked me in the eye and said, Nurse Sherry, so you're taking Tylenol and ibuprofen every day for these headaches and it's not helping. Nurse Sherry, does this make any sense? And then another naturopath that I had met kind of gave me some information and it was just one thing, like a God smack upside the head over and over. I ended the universe up, was egging you on through all these various people that were serving, I think, a purpose to nudge you in a different direction. Totally. So I went, I signed up for Trinity and I went through their ND program there. And at the same time, instead of becoming a nurse practitioner, I got my master's degree in holistic studies. Mm -hmm. And then I got my board certification in complementary and alternative healthcare practitioner. Um, I'm nowhere near a homeopath, but I did take that 150 hour course and I loved it through um, AMCH and Pima. So I think that's kind of what um, Desbio is doing now. I think they've kind of blended that. I may not, yeah. that may be wrong, but similar. Well, I'm look, I'm glad that people are also integrating at whatever level they can a safe yeah. form of medicine like homeopathy. And, you know, as I've, I've uh, experienced in my recovery, it was the metabolic bridge to get me back on track. Uh, you know, and I'm not in isolation. I did say it was only homeopathy and I could still eat the same food I grew up with, the garbage. No, it's about right. everything. But there can be, uh, let's say, an innate communication pathway utilizing non-material, if you will, remedies yeah. or barely there remedies that communicate at levels with which the molecular reductionist can't conceive of, even though there's an acknowledgement now of what's known as nanopharmacology, the ability of microdosing even substances, whether they be drugs or herbs or mushrooms now we're hearing, and having profound impact in changing yes. pathways of communication for the better. So I think things are moving more in a homeopathic direction in terms of mega dosing. And of course, our late friend, uh, not a doc, Chris Barr, talked about that. It wasn't so much about quantity, giving more as more and more, but the right form and even lesser amounts could have profound impact. And that was kind of the movement on over the last decades to 100% whole food nutrients and correcting the mistake of, the allopathic mindset in the Western world. If we're going to move from drugs, now we'll go to supplements, but those supplements have to be mega dosed, right? Right. Yeah. And, and just the, I personally um, started using homeopathics before I knew anything about them. Like I was at a health food store and I just felt like I needed, it was, I'm sure Arnica was probably like the first thing. And um, it's always served me well. So it was exciting to start learning about it at, through Trinity and then even more. And I love the fact that it's safe for everyone and um, babies and pets. And it's easy and effective and wonderful. So definitely. Well, I'm wonderful. I, I say I'm wonderful. You're wonderful. But you I'm, are I'm, wonderful. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm just I'm wonderfully happy that you're here today. And I know we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the, the wonderful formula, if you will, of, of, uh, the missing link. And I'll, I'll talk about that lineage because I used it before I met Chris, it was something else and we lost it for years and Chris helped to bring it back out. And thankfully you're, you, Jonathan Wagner, sustaining our ability to access that. We'll talk about why that's important, but there's another article that Superdon did find to validate. Cause I heard it from my wife. She said, I, I saw this on the telegram and it's a big story. Is it real? Super Don validated it. In fact, Sh uh, Sherry gets the credit for that one. She Sherry found. brought it out yeah. right before we went to air. So That's I'm right. saying between my wife and Sherry, you gals are amazing. And you said, you got to cover this and we're going to cover it now. Um, this is a story in Super Don. If you haven't added it to the notes, please do headline reads 
nurses liable for patient harm carried out under physician's orders. This is according to the North Carolina Supreme Court ruling. And I thought this is like made up, right? Who is going to cause nurses to be liable for following doctor's orders? It's like this is going to Nuremberg trial levels of you've got to be, let's say, honoring the patient. You can't just say, well, the doctor told me if you know what the doctor told you could bring harm or even death to a patient. So, uh, Sherry, what uh, did you, you saw this before as well? You, I, I just I'm almost at a loss for words to see that this is happening. This is the liability that needs to occur also to doctors themselves. But hey, yeah. it's a start. Yeah, it's I mean, I have gosh, my emotions are all over the place on this because just just the um, working trauma for years that that amount of um, uh, urgency I mean everything was urgent you know everything was fast and there was not always enough hand there's never enough hands on deck so mistakes can happen but there's there's so many things that set us up for failure often you may be a new nurse working under a new physician that's scary the new physician doesn't know you're a new nurse and vice versa or it's someone that just got transplanted from another state or another country so that's one level and then you know we're all supposed to do the right thing for our we're supposed to be the patient advocate and i thank the lord one of my first nursing instructors was a fiery little thing and she said if it doesn't feel right if it is not right for your patient you fight for them even if you get fired, you do it respectfully, but you fight and you fight hard for your patient. And I think when you go into taking care of people, no matter what your title is, you have to treat them like you would want your your family treated. And that's kind of where my guideline was. And there were definitely times in my career where I challenged doctors and it is not comfortable it is not popular and you can get in a whole host of trouble. Well, yeah, you, you risk Sherry, you risk your job, which is a, yeah. you know, a, a legitimate concern or fear for those that have to work, to, whether they pay off loans or whatever it is, the, the things that you keep in a roof over your head. And it's yeah. a it's a way that people lock you into doing things that, you know, deep down are wrong and that corruption becomes institutionalized. And while I'm not indicting every doctor and every nurse, that's never something I've said. The system is something that does corrupt people to the point where we've witnessed in the uh, era of COVID craziness in hospitals where nurses and I've talked to them said not every one of them, but a lot of them that said, you know what? I knew this was wrong, but I, I kept my mouth shut because I was afraid of what would happen if I spoke up, if I pushed back on the doctor. Now it was a matter of not just inconvenience of losing your job, but now you're talking about losing patients lives. You're watching them be killed by these yeah. protocols and many nurses and even some doctors were afraid to speak up as well. And in the question I, I bring up here about what is more important, and I ask this sincerely, keeping your job or protecting the life of someone who's, you know, your that life is entrusted to you, you know, as a maybe last line of defense, especially when there's nobody else there to advocate for these people. And I'm thinking about it in a way of, okay, you, there's a lot of reasons to say, well, my job's very important to me because I, but then when you meet, whoever you believe you meet on the other side, pearly gates or whatever, and you try to explain to them why you knew better and didn't do better. Why didn't you speak up? Oh, because I was going to lose my job. Here you are at the gates of heaven going, yeah, I was more worried about my job than killing this patient. This is a rough one because here in this life, we look out from in a body and think, well, there is eternity somewhere, but I don't see it now. I'm worried about my job. Mm -hmm. Despite the fact that you were entrusted with the care of a patient person, whose life is almost 
maybe literally in your hands. Yeah, I did. I just think if if the if nurses would ha or, and doctors would have gotten together really fast and supported each other and just like locked <laughs> locked arms for a better I don't know what other term to use, but just really dug in their heels and said, "This does not make sense. We have to take care of our patients," and refused to follow some of the moronic um, ideals that were being handed down to them. And a lot of the people giving the direction to these physicians and nurses have never done patient care. They don't know anything about a ventilator or oxygen or medications or anything, but they're looking at dollar signs. And so that's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it really is. And if you care, and I think a lot of people do go in for the right reasons. They have a care and compassion. They want to help. You know, my motivation to become a doctor at the time before I learned how dangerous doctoring was. And I said, you know, this is not for me. I don't want to kill people. I want to help people. And I don't want to do what they did to me to anybody else. Uh, but found a healing path that fit, you know, what I am, what I believe in. And yet many nurses and doctors are struggling with this, like yourself on your journey. And you were nudged by the universe, by spirit to go, hey, look, there are other ways, not just one way. You yeah. went to Trinity. You did other coursework to learn the things you're doing to help so many people now. And, and it's tremendous. You know, I love the fact that you know so much and you're helping people, and you're empowering people with knowledge, information, and then you're also providing the things that, can, that they can utilize to get well and stay well, unlike the things of allopathic medicine, which at best can triage you in a warfare scenario where you've been hit by a bullet or a bus to keep you alive and hopefully get you nurse you to recovery, but then get out and stay out because the, the, the longer you're in that environment, the more they'll feed you things that will send you to your demise or poison you with things that are your demise. And there's another story about uh, uh, the uh, corticosteroids, the uh, steroid type drugs, things like this that are not yeah. only impacting, as I've talked about, liver and immune system, but now the brain itself. We're going to get to that a little later. Uh, so uh, learning about the things that we can do to help. One of the yeah. things I want to talk about with you in just a moment is that missing link, why it's so critical as a baseline to almost everything you do. Uh, but for the moment, I just got to say a shout out. Thanks to uh, Tor McPartland and the family there at Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. For those of you who have used it, send in pictures. This stuff's amazing. It's delimiting from the orange peel, a distillate. This is coming from nature herself. Nature and nature's God, as we say. And this is a brilliant formulation that you can use diluted or full strength, depending on your needs, around the house and the nooks and crannies, around the garden, Omri listed for, for organic agriculture too. You, you, you're not going to poison the food. You won't kill your, your pets. You won't kill your kids. You won't cause cancer. In fact, delimonene is known to be an anti-cancer agent, been studied in university level. I don't think fraudulently because anytime you find a natural substance that actually has anti-cancer properties and acknowledge it, it has to reach a very hard bar, a high bar because they don't want to, any competition to chemo. You know that. But uh, if you go to orangeguard.com or you go to your local Ace Hardware store and ask for it, uh, it's been great that you've been doing that, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're getting word from Tor, and I had him on Sunday's broadcast, that the purchase orders coming from uh, the Ace Hardware's around the country were just, like, blowing away their ability to keep up. So thank you for that. That's a great sign. And help others. Maybe give the gift of this to other people in the neighborhood that you live in that are using still toxic poisons for bugs and pests and introduce them to this. And uh, again, I thank you all for that. Shout out to Trinity School of Natural Health. That, shout out as well to the Nutritional Frontiers doing great work in education. Uh, and uh, we had uh, Joe Messino and a doctor on yesterday, Dr. Carter, I believe, and had a great time. And now we have Sherry Neal on. 
talking about baseline. What do we look at? Toxicity and deficiency. Realizing yeah. that when we shore up deficiencies, we also can handle toxicity much more efficiently because the body gives up minerals to protect itself and to bind and excrete the bad things we don't want. Now, back in the day before I knew Chris, a lot of things, I was introduced to something called Trace Men 74. Yeah. And it was this powdered mineral thing. We didn't even know all what it was, but it was like touted as this great baseline mineral complex. And it became part of my renutrifying, remineralizing my body when I began to detoxify in my early years in homeopathy. And then along the way, we lost track of it. It's like, where did it go? Where'd it go? And then years later, connecting with Chris, he found that he, he was able to connect with a family that had access to it. And it basically is the same thing I was using. And now it's called Missing Link. And even in the passing of Chris and Angie, we still have access to it. Thank you to Sherry. Thank you to Jonathan. And uh, so give us, give some more of the broad based story of what this product is, why it's such a good baseline and enhances anything and everything. Well, just like what you were saying with the deficiencies and so many chemicals used in fields, in yards, water runoff. I mean, those toxicities keep the nutrients from growing into our food. So even if you're eating a vegetable or a fruit, most of the time you're not getting anywhere near the nutrition from that fruit or vegetable that was once available to us. And then if we're eating animals and they're eating plants that were grown in nutrient deficient soil, the same thing that we're, we're eating this protein thinking it's a good source of protein, but no, how was that animal fed? So the missing link is we've now isolated or figured out it's got 78 organically chelated minerals. And it is a base like we need the minerals to start the enzymatic processes and all these other processes in the body. So no, these the missing link here, I'll hold this up. Or you're showing it. Okay. Super nice. Um, got the link up at choose to be healthy.com. Cool. Yeah, I so we, we did go ahead and list out all of the ingredients and um it's basically dirt from inland, ancient, ancient inland seabeds from out west. And I love that video of Chris talking about it. Um, yeah, uh, love that video. And he was so happy when all this was coming back together. So it's wonderful that we have this. And he would say, if if you can only take one thing, yeah. this is it. Start there, right? Start there. And it's in a form that the body can easily assimilate and utilize. And it's not like mega dosing on any one thing, but it's that base level. And we talk about micro dosing now, understanding the importance of just getting it in the entire electrical system. The body relies upon these trace elements. And there are many, many more than we discuss here at any one time. And uh, I think Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com is going to reinitialize something we did before. If you buy three of the uh, missing link at choose to be healthy.com, you get a fourth one for free. Yeah, that's what I understand. That's now, what we're doing. Okay. So buy three, get one three, yeah. get one free. Choose to be healthy.com. Of course, you can use the code RSB5 and so they know that, you, that you're coming through and get a discount, but that's a unique, specific discount that's happening. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to carry that forward. She says, let's see, we will offer the same as before. Purchase three bottles, get one free. Listeners can use the RSB link at checkout mm -hmm. under order notes. So if you go under order notes at checkout, apparently there's an RSB link to let people know and you'll get the buy three, get one free special. Yeah. And if anybody's in Springfield and they're, they come to my office, I'll do the same thing here. And I believe we're going to offer the same thing at the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. So lots of opportunity to get some missing link at a discounted price. 
we're happy nice. to do that. Now, Springfield is in Missouri, correct? Yes. We're in Southwest Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so, John, I think we figured Jonathan is, gosh, he's like nine, 10. Well, he was nine hours away from Chris's house, which was two hours away from mine. So we are far, far apart. Yeah. But uh, again, the heartland there. And we were planning on all getting together at Leslie's place this year to have an RSB yeah. show family reunion. And then she thought they had their forever home, so to speak, on a planetary concept basis. But they found another place. So we're going to plan maybe August of next year to do that and get together. And I think you're close to that, too. So you would be part of that as well. Heck yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I wanted but to let you know, too, oh, yeah. for any um, new graduates, chiropractors, anybody in practice that wants to carry the missing link, we wholesale it to practitioners as we do um, anything from the Nodadoc protocols. So innate response, sovereign silver, sovereign copper, um, mega food, all those things. If you are a practitioner, I can help you. And you don't have to make that huge purchase order and we can just put it all together for you. you. Work so together that's with something them. that I can help okay. somebody with, I'd love to. And that's it to me as a shout out to a lot of the Trinity graduates. If for those of you that want to have an inventory of products to, to buy them, you know, at a, a distributor type price, wholesale prices, so you can then resell them and support your efforts to get out there and help people. Uh, that's another way to go about building a business. And that's a good thing. And you're providing good products. I believe at very fair prices for people, you're not gouging them like whole paycheck <laughs> you know, and, and they're going to get things that actually, actually work. Um, have you worked with some of the food research stuff? Because <clears throat> remember, we were all bummed when uh, Innate Response slash Mega Food, their chromium product, you know, went to crap. They they, yeah. they stopped doing it, right? And yet, we, that's an essential part of the protocol is to have the right form of a whole food chromium product. I tell you, I could not, I could not be happier how that worked out because we were really sweating it. And uh, thank goodness Jonathan found this and it came together. I love this company food research. And we also have their um, B6, B12 folate, which was homocysteine response and yeah. something else before. So I, I'm really carrying a ton of this stuff at my office. Working over. well clinically. That's my main thing. I want to check with you because you would know, we know what kind of results we were getting yep. with what we had. And it's a shame. Sometimes these companies change their uh, formulas and, and it's no longer the same thing. And, you know, Chris was not loyal to any brand. He was loyal to specific products and it could be from a variety of companies. And if, the, and if a company was doing a bunch of them good, then fine. And that's the point of this. Finding out what really works is really, truly a whole food source as opposed to um, kind of deceptive synthetics thrown into a little bit of spirulina. <laughs> you know, right. like that happens. Definitely. So Health Freedom Expo, you'll definitely be there. I'm sorry, I won't see you at the uh, the Wellness Parenting Revolution in Orlando, but you said you're going to be at a show where? In, in Vegas? I'm going or to Las Vegas. Really? So What's going to be going we, on there? There's um, Vitafy is the company from which we get this new curcumin that mm -hmm. has really just changed a lot of how I do things. Um, mm -hmm. It's a liquid curcumin up to 277 times more bioavailable in women, it's a little different in men, which is interesting, but the women see this massive um, increase in bioavailability and it's wonderful. And we are, um, my, my good friend, Dr. Jeremy is a chiropractor and he kept talking to me about this. And I was like, Jeremy, I've used curcumin for years. It's great. I love it. I don't need to do anything different. And finally he, he kind of beat me down and I used it on myself with, you know, 
for a couple of months and I was sold. And um, we are just seeing remarkable things and not just um, evident like in swelling or pain or obvious inflammation. We are seeing um, thyroid antibodies normalize, diabetic numbers normalize. So it's, it's really, it's doing what turmeric, what we know it can do, but without mm. the black pepper, without, you know, all these other things added to it. So they Plus, found a different, different way to do it, but to, to get the results and maybe yeah. even enhance them. Do you have that yeah. product to hold up to show people? Hey, Marty, would you grab me one of those? Yeah, yeah we'll I just want to see it visually. Uh, is that something that Jonathan has as well? It used to be healthy? No, he does not. Okay. All right. That's something so to consider this, then. This is it. Okay. I can send you one if you want to try it. Sure. Absolutely. We, we love to talk about, you know, the, the results we get from these things. So thank you, Sherry. And also, again, a shout out to Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. His dad has been such a longtime supporter before he passed away. And Jonathan took up the torch of really caring and, and, and concerned to carry the things that most of these websites don't carry. Or if they do, you just can't. You know, it's like on Amazon. You don't really know if it's real. And uh, the customer service that Jonathan provides at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. Please, please say thanks to him for uh, the support of health, freedom, and healing liberty that he has as friends to Chris and Angie all those years and us here and you, Sherry, and uh, many of the things that we utilize, including the Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available there. Uh, choose to be healthy.com. He carries the Argentin 23, which you not always easy to get if you're a layperson, but he's made that available for us all, the Argentin 23, uh, along with the Sovereign Silver and the Sovereign Copper. Uh, which has proven to be just tremendous in what it's doing for folks uh, in many different uh, metabolic pathways. That's support that we need. Uh, so let's see, what else, is, what else is going on, Sherry? We got some of the upcoming events you said you're going to. We'll see you at Health Freedom Expo. Um, are there other I'm things trying, we need to know about? I was about thinking there was something else we were going to do. Um, Maybe Super Don knows because I don't know. I went to a concert last night. I shouldn't even be upright. did. Back in the day, although the thing is, nobody nobody was lighting up a doobie at all. It was like I remember back in the <laughs> 70s and 80s where you could smell it, what was wafting. That wasn't happening, but we still had a great time. Like I said, you don't necessarily need, to need that, but acknowledge the difference over the years as uh, these folks get a little older. And I think my kids were the youngest people at the Kansas concert. Uh, as I said, I'm berating any parents that didn't teach their kids about the great classic rock of the 70s and 80s. I know I'm probably being petty, but I just feel what I feel. And I'm going to say it like I say it. So this, this ages me and my vehicle. So we still have a CD player, but guess what is in my CD player? A Kansas disc. Yes. All right. That's excellent. Yeah. And so yeah. I have a Kansas channel on uh, Pandora on the app. So that, that Very doesn't nice. age me well. Uh, but then again, the fact that I can load anything up to Instagram is crazy, but I can't <laughs> do these reels. And, and my friend Anna and, and uh, her husband, uh, Laban, who, uh, who is the world's greatest courage coach, best courage coach. He's awesome. And she has uh, become a coach relating to people who have been through trauma, tremendous trauma. And we had her on the show as well. But she's very savvy with these things like that next generation. I'm like, how do you even do that? She's editing videos on her phone. Oh my gosh. Watching this go on. I'm like, in disbelief. When we used to edit videos, we had to actually cut physically and splice things physically just to show how old I am. <laughs> Like people are like, what splicing? What is that? That's oh, right. that's an app. Isn't that an app? No, it wasn't an app back in the day. <laughs> yeah, we still have all the old school stuff, but it works. And Marty can fix it. So anything that breaks in our house, it's kind of nice because he he still knows where to get parts and how to fix things. So we don't have to we don't have to farm anything. Oh, I'm getting a note. Let's see what this is. Okay. 
Jonathan says the buy three, get one free offer is good through Sunday. Oh, okay. So uh, today is the, let's see, 7th of, of September, uh, Wednesday. For those of you first watching it live or listening live, if, it, if you're a little later, just make sure it's by, let's see, 8th is Thursday, 9th is Friday, 10th, 11th. So by uh, Sunday, September the 11th, is that, is, am I right about that? I think I'm right. Uh, so it expires Sunday, September the 11th, if I did the calendar right. I'm slow on the math on, on calendars, but no, you're right. so That's if right. you're listening to the podcast later, as long as it's prior to September 11th, 2022, when you reach out to Jonathan at choose to be healthy.com, the buy three, get one free will, uh, go until then. Uh, so thank you, Jonathan, for making that clear for us. I did not know that detail. All right. What else we got to talk about or want to talk about anything you want to bring up at this, at this point, I've just been like half in the show today, not because of you, because I'm in everything that we're talking about, but I'm just like journeying back to the concert last. I have to say, it was just so much fun. And, hey, uh, you got to have fun. You got to cut loose. Well, I, I want to mention something that I, tr I try to share with people because it seems like so many are just walking around in a daze and are sad. Mm -hmm. And gosh, dang it. If, if people could get a little glimpse of how good it feels to feel good, they have more energy and they get their joy back and yeah. taking care of yourself with the food you eat, the water you drink, the exercise, the gratitude, all of those things make a difference. And if we could just, I just feel like if we love on people and love on them and just keep being good examples of that, you know, of course we have supplements, but really it's, it's that everyday food that you put in your mouth. That is so important. We should, we should supplement when we need to supplement. And um, it, it's wonderful that we have these, but to make a conscious effort to put into your body food that honors it, honors our creator, it just, it makes a difference. And um, I've had these conversations with people like, I'm too old, I can't change my habits, I have too, too many health problems. And I really firmly believe with my whole heart that it's never too late. And I, I've seen it over and over again through the years of doing this and especially being on Chris's, you know, the not a doc page. And you really can make a huge, huge difference. And parents, for goodness sakes, please hear me out on this. If you are feeding yourself better to correct health problems, make the decision to also feed your children better. So that I don't, Oh, it drives me crazy when mom and dad, I mean, I love it when mom and dad are working on their health, but then when they're still feeding the kid convenience store foods or candy all the time. And I'm like, they could, they could avoid going through what we did yeah. and they could, you know, they could just be healthy from the, the start and little but kids. Isn't that about to some degree, the maturation of the species, <laughs> you know, we're talking about species level, issues here where we have been disconnected primarily in the Western world. Uh, you know, and those that have carried on native traditions of history of hundreds to thousands of years of their history and what they eat hasn't changed. They don't tend to suffer from the chronic degradation diseases, even in old age that right. we do at younger and younger ages, you know, case in point, one of the stories I'm going to cover next hour about increases in cancer rates among those under 50 years of age, despite, Nixon's war on cancer that's in perpetuity, another war that never ends every time. Um, the uh, It's interesting that the, the declared wars that they've had and, and all the wars that exist that they haven't declared, you know, all of this stuff, war brings us a bunch more messes, you know, and you're pointing out, hey, 
you know, isn't there a, a better way to go about this? To kind of like leave us alone and let us find our way to work together with one another, to help one another, as opposed to mucking it up by, you know, uh, dividing us artificially along, you know, whatever separatist lines they want to throw out artificially. Uh, and again, a humanity level species uh, issue in regards to cause and effect. That is, mm-hmm. you put something in your body, it either supports your health or it degrades your health or in the interim of in between, it's like, there's some things bad, some things good, but your cells are as Bruce Lipton would talk about in protection. When you put something you perceive to be a good food in, but it may be genetically engineered. It may have glyphosate or other pesticide residues in it. And your body cells have to deal with those things that are toxic and inflammatory and destructive of cellular metabolic function. So you think, well, it'll get the good stuff out. Well, maybe, but in the meantime, it, you go into a chronic state of adaptation and you're not in that place where you're talking about feeling great, vital force. You're jumping out. You know, like, wow, I got all this energy. We say, well, yeah, maybe kids do, but I'm an adult now. I'm not. Well, honestly, the energy that I have at this age in, in most cases because of what I've done is as much or maybe more than what I had, you know, in my 20s. And when I was starting to, you know, find my way back to health that I had never actually had, except riding on whatever youthful health I had, despite all of the nasty foods I was given, because my parents were not aware of the cause and effect link of what yeah. had happened in particularly the 20th century more than any other. But it's accelerated again here in the 21st. Yeah. You know, we have made it. Um, I think we're on our 12th. Oh, maybe it's over 12 years of no doctors. No pharmaceuticals, no over-the-counter, zero. And my little grandson, um, pretty much the same way. I know when he goes to the other side of the family, sometimes things are given that I wouldn't do. But for the most part, he's an all-natural kid, you know, and we've we've managed. But here's, here's the thing. People are like, well, what do you do for pain? What do you do when you get a headache? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, women ask about menstrual cramps or whatever. When you are healthy... You don't have all these headaches. You don't have all these problems. So the reason that you're running for that bottle of Tylenol or ibuprofen all the time is pretty much gone. And it's just amazing that when you take take out the trash in your body, it, everything changes and you don't need that. And as you've said many times, none of us were born with a pharmaceutical deficiency. I mean, yeah, not- and, and at any age, you don't have that. Yet our um, illustrious medical community, more religion than science, as we know now, more cult, in fact, uh, whether they believe it and think consciously of it, every time they write you a prescription for a toxic poison, they're telling you that your body is clearly deficient in those toxic poisons. And if we can only get that in you, you'll be fine. It's absurd, of course. And, you know, I was just uh, um, interviewed by Dr. Jack Wilson. He's known as a paleocardiologist for an event coming up. I think that will release early next year on the hundred year heart. And we were talking about various things, homeopathically and minerally related to the heart. And I came back at one point, uh, you know, we discussed the fallacy of cholesterol causing heart disease. It's an old one, but a good one to discuss at any point in time, because there's still people that believe it. And we're talking about uh, the damage that cholesterol does when it's oxidized and uh, when things calcify again, mineral imbalances, but it really comes down to the function of the liver. The liver again, like they've been saying for thousands of years in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine. And one of the things I want to give a shout out that Jonathan carries and you have as well is the Alta Health Products Can Just product, a powdered formulation, comprehensive formulation that addresses the liver, uh, the gallbladder, the entire digestive system to help normalize the function, 
It's not an instant quick fix. It's designed to really to work with the body to bring function back online. And the liver is like, man, that's everything. That's where I got my start homeopathically. And I'm not negating that as well, but I'm trying to give people an opportunity to say, Hey, you know what? I can do that. I can take that little powdered thing, a level teaspoon, not the teeny tiny cup, level teaspoon. <laughs> Activated in warm water, not scalding hot water. Drink it down with something if you want or on its own three, maybe even four times a day to get the liver, the digestive system, the gallbladder function again and stop letting doctors take out your gallbladders. Stop Amen. It. Yeah. I've used that even with kids, Robert. You know, I worked neonatal intensive care and usually those babies come come home on some version of like a Prilosec or a Nexium or something like that because their little digestive tracts are just a mess. And um we've had really good luck with kiddos and can just if the parents can be creative and get them get it down them and and usually yeah. when they're that little you can i even had a i think he was around a seven or eight year old that had some major stomach stuff and he called me and left a message and said miss sherry your tea helped my belly when nice. i was like and i think his mom mixed it with like sleepy time tea or something yeah, whatever sure. Doesn't yeah, matter. you can you can flavor it up a little bit with natural things, of course. Uh, if people don't like the muddy taste, whatever. Um, but you can be tough too and take it straight, and that's another great option. So, uh, Sherry, I can't believe it's already top of the hour. How did we get Heck here? Yeah. I've like blanked and we're we're already here. Well, here. Zeus was such a good doggy, uh, much quieter than Super Don's little frisky dog sometimes. But he's here, quiet too. And we're going to see say hello to Zeus. So I'm going to try real quick. real quick before we wrap up this hour. Come here, buddy. And Again, what? thank you all for being here. We oh. have a whole other hour. Oh, look at there's Zeus. Hey, yeah, he so that tail is happy. Anyway, Sherry, it's so good to see you and look forward to seeing you at the Health Freedom Expo, yeah. uh, Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago, the 15th and 16th of October. In between all these other events and trips, it's going to be a great reunion. I hope everybody plans to see us and see you there as well. And, you know, I know you sample things out as well and make good, good specials for those that come to the Health Freedom Expo to get these wonderful things, too. Yep. Thank and you thank so you to, much. Yes. And thank you to Jonathan, choosetobehealthy.com, for all your 100% whole food nutritional needs. Been with us for a long time. Thanks to his dad, Chuck, as well, carrying on that legacy, that lineage, the tradition of those that have gone before us, including our dear friends, not a doc, not a nurse, Chris and Angie. So, again, thank you for being here. whole lot of whole lot of things more to do and we got to keep it up. So Sherry, thanks also for your support and letting people know about the Robert Scott Bell show. Of course. All right. Well, more news to cover, more stories, more studies to cover in ways that no one else is covering. Just saying, I'm just saying, all right, look, I went to the Kansas concert last night with my kids. All right. Don't give me any, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a good time today thank you again to sherry neal uh some of the things that i'm just gonna give you a quick sneak preview if you're thinking about i wonder if i should tune out now because sherry's not there well steroids and i'm not talking anabolic i'm talking about the steroids that are shutting down the immune system and destroying the liver what else are they impacting hmm we're going to cover that why is cancer on the rise despite the war on cancer for 50 60 years now why is it on the rise for people under 50? What's going on? You want to know about detoxing the healthy way? Super Don's favorite article of the day. Uh, cannabis legalization. What is it doing to big pharma sales? And are there threats to supplements and gardening? What about that word is offensive to some people? I know. I know it's crazy. We're going to cover that and more because the power to heal is yours.
The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Dude, I, I, I got to love that their Nutritional Frontiers is making special messages for the Robert Scott Bell Show family. I, I That's the first time I got to see that, talking about sleep time and different things. And remember that you got that RSB 15 code. Welcome, everybody. Second hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show, middle of the week. Again, another quick shout out. Happy birthday, Brianna Bollinger, 22 years old. You're doing amazing. So proud of you. Just great. And hopefully we'll get uh, Ty back in the in the mix next week. But uh, Super D, what, did you see that? Nutritional Frontiers putting some messages just for our family, our RSB show family. Raising the bar, are they not? We yeah. need to get some of these other uh, folks that we that support this show to, to, to you know, kind of maybe, maybe they're intimidated by that because they did such a great job, right? That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. I love that. So RSB Loving 15, us. remember that, Loving Coach. Us. Also, uh, Christopher Key, our buddy, he says that they're extending the Labor Day sale of the buy one, get one free. If you want some IGF-1 to get big muscles like me, RSB, well, that's not a picture of me. But my abs are pretty good for, for my age. I'm looking at that as you that's see that. You? That's no, not you? No, but, oh, okay. you know, they call me ripped RSB at the gym. They do. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, no, no, this is a uh, next level. But the IGF-1 Plus is not an anabolic steroid. It's safe for use. It can help uh, your metabolism, uh, reduce fat, apparently, and in terms of those that want to do that. But building lean muscle mass, being healthier. Uh, it's a great product, uh, the Deer Antler Velvet, and uh, it's very simple to use. A few sprays a day, once or twice a day, depending on what your needs are. And I hit it every time before I go into the gym, and uh, I, I won't show off my muscles because you know, Super Don yells at me and says, you can't do that. Stop it. There are kids, and it's not that intimidating, really. It's just I'm surprised you didn't yeah. wear like a muscle shirt to the Kansas concert there. You know? So yeah, I didn't think about that. You're right. I should have done that. But I don't have a... Uh, but instead, you wore your Yes T-shirt. Right. I'm still amazed by what you concert. did. You, well, you I listen. I mean, I I th- doesn't that look better? Kansas concert. I have to say, it's a, it's very. I, I've not seen doesn't that, that design look good? before. Where that did you find sick. that design? I'm just I just found it. Yeah. Just, okay. You know, I don't even know how I find half the stuff that I find. But that's so um, cool. I, yeah, I was kind of impressed with that. But you know, I got to thinking. You know, as, as you were talking with uh, Sherry there for a while. Mm-hmm. What other T-shirts that you might have that you just, for whatever reason, didn't get to wear that day? Are you throwing more? I'd be, at the... I would no. be willing to bet that yeah. you must have misplaced your Richard Simmons T-shirt. Unbelievable! No, I think I don't have a Richard Simmons T-shirt. I, I think, and then there's the one that you don't want anybody to see. It's no, the, you the don't Fauci put a Fauci fan club. Fan. People are going to do a screen there. grab of that, and I'll be in trouble forever. They'll be like, "Oh, he's a double agent." No, you don't like I that. do. No, no, come on, that's horrible. No. Super, what did I did I really anger you in the first hour? I guess hour we'll go back. We'll back go back to the yes. T-shirt. Yeah, please. Then. Let's go back to the yes T-shirt. Stay there for a while, <laughs> maybe forever. Unbelievable. Oh man, I must have done something wrong. I don't know what happened. Anyway, so uh, for those of you watching the show, I'm sorry what, for what you just had to see. For those of you not, maybe it is a benefit to just listen to the podcast later for what Super Don just did. Uh, so there you go. Uh, all right. Well, Sherry Neal was great, as I knew. Yeah, she no, that was be. great. Great hour. Yeah. Great hour. And how cool. I mean, the uh, the Missing Link special, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what I is like it? it. It's buy, buy three. Get one free. Get one free. Yeah. There yeah. you go. I, I still am kind of hung up on this nurses liable for patient harm. This is a big story. Dude, that's huge. That's, and you know what? I, I completely missed that. I, yeah. I would have never known about that had Sherry not brought that up. And, or and, my and, wife at the same. Yeah. I'm giving them both props for that. <laughs> uh, I mean, what are the what are the possible repercussions there yeah. of something like that? I mean, because now it's it's precedence, right? So, 
Um, there's no reason why somebody couldn't pick that up. And I'm, I'm sure there would be people that are looking at that and going, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's jump on this. Um, yeah. because that's, that's a big deal. I do appreciate her perspective though. And that was the first mm-hmm. thing that thought went into my mind Yeah, that, you know, if you just start going after nurses because they were following doctor's orders, you're going to, you know, there, there's, there's exceptions to the rule in a situation like that that have sure. to be considered. Um, no, I, I I get that. I'm sensitive to that, too. I like Sherry's suggestion. If, like, at the beginning of this phase, all this happened, doctors and nurses got together and said, no, we're not going to do this, that would have been amazing. But, of course, the rebellion of those within that profession, the only thing that could salvage it, if it's even salvageable, because the destruction, the wholesale wanton destru- destruction and death because people didn't speak up, you know, if they're going to go after the nurses, they should go after the doctors, too. I agree. At the same time, they're going to go with what is their low-hanging fruit. All right? The nurses are the first to be hung out to dry. I'm not happy about that. I mean, I like nurses. But if the nurses didn't speak up, they're as uh, culpable as doctors that didn't and just went ahead down this road of destructive and deadly protocols because they were just following orders. Right. That was not an, uh, an escape clause under the Nazi German regime. Why should it be an escape clause under... Uh, what we see today in the allopathic uh, medical profession. I think that's a very real consideration that, uh, you know, this could bode well for the future because bringing liability back brings accountability back and would limit the wanton destruction and death that is happening. The mayhem that is occurring under the guise of, yep, we're just following orders. We're just following orders. You thought we'd have left that behind after Nuremberg, but nope, it's back. It's back. So let's see what else we got to talk about this hour. Oh, yeah, I was wanting to get into the steroid issue. And and look, we're corticosteroids or corticosteroids, how do you say it? Everybody gets some, somebody's going to yell at me. I don't like the way you said that word. Well, we're talking about the steroids that are immunosuppressive. They're given in triage situations, maybe the only legitimate way or reason to use them. When a person is in such an inflammatory cascade that they could die from that inflammatory response. Cytokine storm galore. We talked about category six hurricanes that don't exist. Category six cytokine storms in your body. Could that be a legitimate reason to save a life in a hospital? Yes, I argue. Yes. But those things should be used very sparingly and for a very short period of time and then get them off as fast as possible so that we can now begin the process of genuine recovery because these steroids are known to to do what? They completely suppress the immune response. And I know why they do that, but to do that long-term means you're vulnerable and susceptible to any, any basic thing you call a cold or a flu becomes deadly with no immune system, for instance. And I've talked about the fact that these steroid drugs destroy the liver, a utterly disaster for your liver, which is already being hammered by any number of things from food, water, and air that shouldn't be there or shouldn't be in your body. Now comes an article that goes to a place I haven't really mentioned much about over the years when warning you against taking steroids, right? A lot of people will use topical steroids, by the way, for like skin issues that don't ever clear up and it'll give you relief. You're like cortisone, ah, but it's not corrective. And it's not as dangerous as these other injectable forms or oral ingestion forms or even inhalable forms. So here's the headline. It reads prescription steroids affect brain structure. Glucocorticoids commonly known as prescribed steroids Type of medication we've talked about a little bit a lot of effects there are side effects but they are not marketable they're dangerous and often deadly researchers from leiden medical university medical center 
found that prescribed steroids cause structural and volume changes in white and gray matter of the brain. And they believe these findings may help explain some of the psychiatric side effects of prescribed steroids. And that's, you know, something else I haven't talked about a lot that people on these steroids, their behavior is altered. Their mental capacity, cognition, thinking slows. And now they're talking about physical measurable changes of the brain. Now, I want you to think about, uh, let's say there was a dietary supplement that they found would cause measurable changes to your brain, not good ones. Would there be hearings in Congress and the Senate? Would Dick Durbin be declaring all supplements dangerous? They must be pulled from the market. Of course he would. Of course, the FDA would go enforcement action, FTC. Everybody would be out in full force to pull whatever supplement that did that. Like, let's say ginkgo biloba, which we know has impact that's positive on micro poor circulation that helps the brain. If it did the opposite, if it could damage the brain, do you think they would allow it on for sale? Well, of course, there's no calling anywhere that I've heard. FDA hearings, Congressional Senate hearings, because these corticosteroids glucocorticoids, uh, that they change the brain. So let's, let's see, we'll scroll down. Steroids in the brain. According to researcher uh, Marcel Vandermeulen from the Department of Medicine and Division of Endocrinology at Leiden University Medical Center. Uh, he says people with Cushing's disease who have very high levels of the body's own uh, cortisol shows long-term exposure to these things can affect the, the function and the structure of the brain. A few small studies selected populations showed that long-term systemic corticosteroid or glucocorticoid uh, medication use is associated with some differences in the brain. Again, that would be a warning sign for everybody to go, ho, 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 hold on. Are we using these too much for too long? Shouldn't there be an alert put out? Shouldn't this be front page news? Shouldn't the evening news, 24-hour news cycle go, hey, there's a problem. If your doctor is prescribing these drugs, you might want to ask some questions, not just blindly go into this you know, outside of the life and death scenarios I described to keep people alive. They're talking about structure of the brain. Of course, when structure is altered, function is altered as well. Now, another uh, subheading here uh, finding the researchers found that participants using either systemic or inhaled prescribed steroids had less intact white matter structure in the brain compared to non-steroid users. However, this observation increased in systemic steroid use compared to inhaled. So they're already giving you levels of danger. If you're ingesting it, it's more dangerous than inhaling it. Maybe there's more local activity contained, but still in both cases, there were changes within the brain, the white matter, as well as the gray matter involving higher level activities like planning, the execution of movement, learning, and memory. Participants using inhaled forms had a smaller amygdala compared to those taking prescribed steroids. And the amygdala is also part of the brain, the gray matter that is linked to processing and regulation of emotions. So if we see people changing their behavior on, on these uh, cortisol, uh, and, uh, wow. man, I, I, this is something that it bugs me to no end that we blindly witnessing the wholesale wanton destruction of the health of everybody that is engaged in going to doctors because they're sincerely seeking help of someone they think knows more than them about how to care for their body. 
about how to get them back on the health track. Now, we've talked about this almost ad nauseum with antibiotics over the 23 years of doing this show and long before that as well, teaching people, talking, lecturing to people about what I learned in homeopathy and natural medicine. Ripping the guts up, it's chemotherapy, antibiotics. And it's not very therapeutic. And yet, psst, here you go, prescription, prescription, prescription. And here we got the these this drug category damaging the brain, not just the liver and the immune system. And very few people think to ask questions of, whoa, 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 do I really need that? Is there another way to go? And if we talk about systemic and localized inflammation, one of the things we've learned over the past uh, couple of years, in particular, as we've moved further into talking about systemic inflammatory or cytokine storm responses under COVID, was there are key minerals, there are key botanicals, there are homeopathics that can address systemic inflammation without having to resort to these steroid drugs that are so damaging and perhaps deadly over time. And that would include the use of copper. Bioactive copper hydrosol, I highly recommend if you're not already eating liver once a week from grass-fed animals or you know these, these parts of the animal that are mineral-rich, including copper-rich, even though it's less copper and mineral-rich than it once was because we talked briefly with Sherry Neal last hour about this. The depletion of the soils over the last 100 years is significant. So our needs are still there, maybe even more than they were before because of what we're encountering, yet the minerals aren't there that we think, hey, if we just eat well, that's enough. And that was part of the thought form from the medical community. If, they, if you think you need a supplement, no, all you need to do is eat three square meals a day, whatever that meant. And of course, that's changed over time because they've measured the mineral content over nearly a century to find that depletion in the soils is very real. And of all the minerals depleted, copper has been depleted more than any other, almost 80% reduced. So another aspect of systemic inflammation reduction. Now, granted, if you're in a life or death crisis in the, in the triage in the ER, they might need to use that drug because they haven't done all the things we would do prior to that. So you would never get to that point. But once again, the warning here is do not stay on those things. If you have to get on them, get off of them quick and go deeper into the real cause, which may in fact be liver function or dysfunction, digestive system function or dysfunction, microbiome issues, and mineral deficiencies. Uh, so there you go. I just want to give you that. Go ahead, read it, share it. If you go to a doctor, if you are a doctor, read about this. And please, if you, don't, if you can't stop using these drugs, greatly reduce their utilization and start moving into the homeopathics and minerals. I've talked about systemic inflammation, homeopathic phosphorus, one of the greatest remedies. Can stop even bleeding if you have an acute bleed. Uh, outside of a, uh, an artery spurting. I'm not talking about that, but you've got other bleeding issues. Phosphorus is great for that. Okay, here we go. Another article here. Uh, cancer on the rise globally among adults under 50. And, and I bring this up in context of, you know, I've been alive long enough to remember when I was a kid and you remember Nixon declared war on cancer. And I would say billions to now trillions have been spent on this war. And it's not being won. I don't think it was ever intended to be won. What it was was a declaration on the health of the people of planet Earth by the pharmaceutical industrial complex, more dangerous than even the military industrial complex, as they own and control our government and our government regulating bodies and many of these so-called scientific slash medical institutions for the exclusive monopolistic promotion of toxic poisons to handle any ailment, illness, and symptom actually caused by their very same toxic poisons very often, much less other pollutants that we have been 
uh, ingesting, inhaling, and drinking over the course since the Industrial Revolution dawned and put stuff up there that we didn't understand how to counter. Cancer on the rise globally among adults under 50. You would think after all these billions and how many race for the cures have there been? How many uh, uh, charities have been established with, from American Cancer Society, which has declared that if they ever actually acknowledged and found a cure for cancer, they would have to disband immediately. And yet they're a billion dollar plus a year organization that now doesn't ever want to actually acknowledge cures for cancer. And there are many. My friends, Ty and Charlene Bollinger, who will be joining me, among many others, at the United States Health Freedom Congress, 23rd, 24th of September, will be talking about the attacks on media, the censorship. How do we get the message out that there are a myriad of cures, much less prevention methods, that don't involve buckets of pink ribbon chicken ever? Or any of these, you give us money, we'll match to research the cancer cures that we will we'll never find because if we do find them, we'll be out of business. And our goal is to always be in business and to keep raising money and collecting money from you with the proclamation that we're going to cure cancer one day or name the disease. In the meantime, praying on the vulnerable family members of those who have lost loved ones, not necessarily the treatment of well, cancer, but the yeah, the treatment of cancer, which they promote in a monopolistic fashion. Again, and when you say it that way, it's like, boy, that sounds pretty absurd. We're pretty stupid as a species, aren't we? We're pretty vulnerable. We are subject to manipulation, high order emotional manipulation, fear induction tactics to frighten us away from natural medicines. Because my gosh, if you don't get the chemo, what could happen to you? You could die. In the meantime, the chemo is killing you. And as they acknowledge radiation causes cancer, we'll use that as a medicine for you. We'll give you radiation to cure your cancer, even though it causes it. Or we'll just outright rip out body parts. As if God made a mistake by giving you that body part. Oh, it's causing cancer. No, your breasts don't cause cancer. Cancer on the rise globally among adults under 50. How are we tolerating one more day of cancer charities, phony cancer charities, including especially the biggest ones that are raising the most money with the intent to never find the cure? In the meantime, all of y'all have figured this out. Many of my guests have figured it out. I've figured it out. We've helped people with cancer for many, many years, indirectly even, just by saying, hey, stop putting glyphosate in your body. Stop destroying your microbiome with antibiotics. Look out for those xenoestrogens coming from plastics and pesticides and all of these things. And correct the deficiencies by supplementing, by eating cleaner foods. And they'll pay lip service to say, yeah, you should be on a better diet, but very rarely do they mention, what does that mean? How do we define a better diet? They'll mention here, well, maybe it's because people are eating highly processed foods. You think? Devoid of vitamins, minerals, and trace minerals that come through food normally and naturally? But they rarely, if ever, mention the toxic poisons that are added to other foods, even fresh fruits and vegetables grown not organically, but synthetically through factory farming methods and the animals that are raised that way as well, contributing to cancer. They don't overtly say it, even if they'll acknowledge studies that show that there's a link. Again, distancing you from cause and effect, then they can come back and say, well, it's bad luck, your genes, sorry. Rather than gene expression being a result of environmental exposure, even your mom and dad, or maybe even your grandma and grandpa, how far back ancestry does it go that we see the rise in cancers in younger and younger people? Over the years, I've said this 
not jokingly, but you know, reason that kids are having cancer is because they're living longer than they ever did before. And you pause and you go, well, that's the weirdest thing I ever heard. What do you mean kids living long? Yeah, that's why they're getting cancer. Kids didn't used to live as long, so there wasn't as much cancer. The same thing could be argued. Well, adults are living longer than they did before. Therefore, that's why cancer is happening. Yet you don't think to look at how do they determine longevity in terms of overall, you know, when they say the statistics, we're living longer than ever before. Well, it turns out they were eliminating a lot of the childhood uh, mortality. You know, living in abject poverty, living in filth, the terrain being so corrupted and children, babies dying after childbirth. All of these things would skew the statistics to younger and younger that we, we don't live as long. Now we do because we've eliminated a lot of the childhood deaths, although not all of them, because sudden infant death syndrome was primarily connected to, if you're honest and truthful about it, to the well baby visits at pediatricians offices resulting in a number of, of inordinate shots that they didn't have deficiencies for. Now we got SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, following shots for them of a different variety or technology. So when we look at ages over the 20th century, we say, wow, we're living longer than ever. Look at that. It was because of the elimination of the younger ages dying in, in those younger ages. So then suddenly those statistics that were skewed lower because of deaths at younger ages across the entire population you know, now you take those deaths out of the equation. It's like, oh, we're living longer. No, there were people that lived that long a long time ago and longer. And they didn't ask, well, how is it that those people live longer? Were they lucky? It was just their genes. So how do you explain that? You don't want to explain it. You just want to say how great modern medicine is because we're living longer. But now we're seeing in the 21st century all of the advancements and patent on the back because of modern medicine, we're living longer, not happening. Next generation coming in, shorter lifespans, more chronically ill than ever before at younger and younger ages. As I've said, I'm the canary of the coal mine of my generation, getting all those chronic diseases out of the way first, didn't know it at the time, to help all y'all to do the same or better in your recovery at any age you start. Living longer it's not just about longevity. It's about the health that you have while you're alive. Is it not? Or do you want to be tied to tubes in a hospital saying, well, at least I lived longer. Is that living at the same time? Or is it a desecration of life to ignore the reasons why these elders or younger and younger people end up with cancer? Because we strayed so far from the natural order of the universe. What is it that we need? What is it that we don't need? Give the body what it needs. Eliminate what it doesn't. If it's accumulated a lot of crap, it doesn't. Help it get out. Again, detoxification. Oh, that's crazy talk, Robert. You homeopaths and herbalists and naturopaths and chiropractors talk about, oh, detoxification. That's only if you're drug rehabbing. How many times if you're old enough that you've heard that? Does that still, that argument still fly for anybody? More cancer in people under 50. Tell me how they need more money for cancer research. There's a sucker born every minute. You remember that? Yeah. All right. So if you want to stay strong, strong, young, and healthy, maybe do some of the things you learn about here. Many of you are. Help others to do the same or better. Link cause and effect. Bring them back together. And then we begin to be, let's say, moving out of a victim state of consciousness. How and why am I saying that? Because in growing up ill, growing up sick, even though I functioned, did things, and doctors telling me, we don't know why you're sick. 
there's not a relation to any food you're eating. Oh, don't worry about what you eat. It's fine. You're on cancer chemotherapy. You can eat whatever you want. Sugar feeds cancer. Sure, but don't. No, it doesn't. On and on it goes. Being in that state of disconnecting from cause and effect means that you can be controlled and manipulated. And think about anything in life, not just physical health, emotional health, mental health, but we can go to economic health. If you don't know why there's inflation, you'll continue to do the things that create inflation. And remember, higher prices is not inflation, not inflation. It's the symptom of it. And then we become like the medical doctors, chasing symptoms, drugging symptoms. We'll print up more money and give you free money to combat inflation so you can afford to buy. Oh, wait, no, that creates more of that symptom that you say is the thing when it's the symptom. And political healing, talk about. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Oh, we just need more chemo. We need more radiation. More of the same and expecting a different result. Again, insanity. Where are we going to get these messages that are empowering? You're not getting it on the old networks, the legacy networks with rarity. Occasionally something will pop through. I acknowledge that, but maybe that's just to give them some air of legitimacy. See, we covered one story that was real. And then we go back into the medical literature and find out it's maybe mostly fraudulent as a former, you know, BMJ editor says, start with the proposition or supposition that it's a fraudulent study until you can prove otherwise. Yeah, I know that sucks. You're like, oh man, do I have to go through life like that? Well, is that a cynical view or has it become a realistic view when you can prove it? Skepticism? There's nothing wrong with being skeptical. Skepticism? That's a different realm of, of you know, cult-like behavior. I'm not encouraging that. All right, we should pause. We're at the bottom of the second hour, Super Don. I don't know how we got here. But these, these articles that you found really, they got, they got me. They got me. I'm like, oh, I got to talk about this. So now that I have, I feel a little bit better. I don't know if there's any comments or anything going on in the chat room or if you've got anything on your mind, Super D. I know we want to say thanks to some of the folks that support us from time to time. want to remember to do that as well. We love our sponsors. Mm -hmm. We do. We appreciate them very much. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Comments. <clears throat> Did I mention the buy one, get one free, the Labor Day extension? You've got that limit of uh, the IGF one? You did, yes. Okay. So you did, but we should do it again. Okay. So, and, and you have a banner up, I think. It's on, up on, on the, the website. website and yeah, it's this, it this yeah. one here. Yeah. Labor Day special. Yeah. Keys to life dot shop. Uh, I know that the, the code bell, I think is what he said. I don't know if you need a code, but you get 50%. If you click off. on the banner, I don't think yeah. you need the code. It'll I think be it direct. automatically okay. does it for you. All right. Yeah. But and if you go remember, to keys to life dot shop on yeah. your own, then yes, use the, uh, okay. Use bell. Right. Great. Yes. And remember, uh, you know, learning about these things. That was so great having Sherry on another Trinity graduate doing great work out there, helping people to establish a new ec economic model for health and healing. Yeah. Did you see Not Jonathan waiting. was in the chat room? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, was he? Okay. Popping cool. in there, just making sure everybody knows. Offer good through Sunday. Good yeah, there it is. Sunday. Nice. Yeah. He's got his little logo there on Facebook. It comes up. That's kind of cool. He does. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing that online. Hmm. All right. What else? Uh, upcoming events. Did you... You you got access to those two events at Chamberlain's in Orlando. Those are 7 p.m. local lecture times on uh, the 4th and 5th of yeah, October. Yeah, I haven't added anything to the upcoming okay. events yet with that. Okay. But I will. Okay. I will. But I did I did add the um, the Health Hut one. That's mm -hmm. all I can remember when I think of it is Health Hut. For yeah, reasons. well, the 22nd of October, Beaver Falls or Beaver, Pennsylvania. 
And I, I learned that Dr. James Lyons Wilder is one of the featured speakers on that day as well. So we'll see Dr. Jack. It'll be awesome. We should get him back on to talk about it. Oh, yeah, there it is. Health and Freedom Fair, October 22nd, 2022, outside of Pittsburgh. And, you know, maybe Joe Messino or somebody from Nutritional Frontiers will show up and love to see them have a little reunion there as well. And I love their commitment there to establish a community of like-minded people regarding health freedom. It's not just a product-focused or product-centric presentation day, even though these health food stores, they've got to sell product to do well to survive. But they're really trying to build community so that these things that happen, lockdowns and shutdowns and all the stuff that we've, we've lived through the last couple of years plus can't happen again. And kudos to uh, the Health Hut out there and all of their efforts to do that. I'm just honored to be a part of it. I'm excited to be there with you on that uh, Saturday, October 22nd. And that's the week following the Health Freedom Expo, which is the week following the Orlando event with Stu and Terry Warner. It's just, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. there's a lot going on. Somehow we'll make it through. So thank you all for supporting us to do that. All right. Do you have any comment on any of the stories we've covered so far, Super D? I, lo- I always love it when you have it. You don't have no, to. I did. I've just been enjoying you uh, uh, just doing your thing here. Yeah, this is all scripted as you can tell i'm reading everything today uh as but you know you're, you're picking up some really really good and important stories uh and i think uh, you know it gives me an opportunity to point out some things i've been pointing out for years but maybe in a new way and certainly for new folks that are, are you know just discovering the robert scott bell show and the things we do here we don't you know we're not victimized by this information even though we may have been in the past and i may have been in the past but what empowers me and excites me is that you all are being empowered by seeing through these lies and deceptions and you're not falling for the pharmaceutical banana, the tailpipe trick anymore. <laughs> That's great. You know, you can look back like, Oh man, I've come a long way. I used to fall for that and that and that. Yes. It, we feel bad. I admit for people that are still falling for it, but by not speaking out by remaining silent, that's not necessarily going to help those people still falling for it. I don't mean to abuse them because they're ignorant or you might say they're stupid. It's like, remember when we were ignorant and stupid and didn't know this stuff. So have compassion for them. But if they tried to use the power and force and deception of government and media against your freedom, yeah, then it's on. We've got to be able to and willing to stand in defense of ourselves at that point. That's where we draw the line. This is, you know, they got their freedom to choose. That's fine. We must have that as well. If they try to, let's say, remove us from that, then again, they've gone too far. That's the line. All right, let's talk about detoxification. Super D, you sent this to me. You really like this article. And I thought this would be a good time where you can spotlight anything in particular. It says how you can detox the healthy way. This is by Emma, Emma or Emma Taylor. And this is from uh, September. It's just today. Is that today? I don't even know what the date is today. I think it's from today. Uh, it is today. Yes. Wow. This is a very recent article. It's over at Wellbeing out of Australia. And talking about the six main organs of elimination, skin. The reason why I like this, and this this was uh, this was included in the in the newsletter this morning, mm-hmm. uh, is it's very comprehensive, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for you to kind of hit some bullet points here about uh, the term, you know, the, the process of detoxing in okay. a natural and healthy way. Yeah, well, it, it's to some degree it's self-explanatory. The article is very simple and and gets to the point, makes it easy for people to understand. How, how do we get rid of things that we don't need or want, whether it be toxic poisons, metabolic waste? You can sweat it out through the skin. That's why uh, far infrared saunas are so amazing. 
uh, or working out in the sun in the summer when you could sweat easily. That's great. The respiratory system is part of the exhale, but it's an excretory organ as well. It's often uh, utilized as a compensation if other aspects of detox are corrupted, like the liver, which is listed here. The main organ we think of when we talk about detoxification. And then we go to the kidneys, which are passively downstream from the liver. I was talking with uh, some doctors this morning about interstitial cystitis, IC. Now, I hope that nobody here ever has to suffer that. IC is brutal. It's painful. It's burning. It's stinging. It's like, oh, it's in the bladder. And it's inflammation of the lining of the bladder. And it's like a costive, I'm going to say this I just combined two words, caustic and corrosive. I called it caustive. Just so you know how my mind just went there. Caustic and corrosive. Something is going on that's creating inflammation and damage and even sloughing off of the the lining, the barrier, you know, of the bladder itself. And it's so brutal. And I've been, you know, talking to occasionally, um, what are the doctors of the uh, urinary tract called, Super Don? Do you have those urinary tract doctors? What are they called? Urologist? Urologist. Dude, you are so awesome. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, urologist often about when they are confronted with urinary tract issues and things that there are other things besides antibiotics and steroids there as well to help. Now, silver is used topically, as we know. We have the Sovereign Silver First Aid Gel. uh, We have sprays. We have all kinds of things because it's for burn wounds, cut scrapes, inflammation, local application oftentimes. And very much so like an external burn wound, you could put silver on it. But how do you put silver in the bladder? Normally, when you ingest silver, like colloidal or uh, the hydrosol we do, it's going to be utilized systemically by the lymph and blood, but it's going to be carried to the liver where it will be bound down in the phase two liver conjugation pathway, selenium deficient, I'm sorry, selenium uh, dependent pathway sulfhydryl group, sulfur, silver bind, and then it's excreted by the colon as solid waste. So you're not urinating out the silver, even though you think you're drinking it because it's coming in water, it's still silver. So there's a limitation to the ability of silver to reach the urinary tract. So in this case, it's a method by which urologists, some nurses, doctors, maybe naturopaths know how to do this. Some people self-cath, but they utilize a catheter to introduce a liquid directly into the bladder And by bringing the silver into the bladder, I've worked with some of these urologists and they've had great success where they had none before. Because what does silver do when it's brought to the point of foci? It reduces inflammation. It upregulates processes of dedifferentiation. That is regeneration of tissue locally to heal the tissue. Now that brings great and almost immediate relief to these people with IC by these installations. But it doesn't correct the underlying cause, which is not inflammation. Inflammation is a symptom of something else. What is it? I argue that the liver is congested and what it's sending on down to the kidneys is something the kidneys are not filtering or designed to filter out very well. And these things may end up in the urinary tract via the urine production that are very caustic, toxic, damaging, and inflammatory to the lining, the sensitive lining of the bladder itself. So by bringing the silver in there, yes, you can help heal it, relieve it, all of that. But going up higher into the Hey, what can we do to help the liver? Now, when it comes to phase one detox, how about some copper? When it comes to phase two, you know, we talk about selenium being critically helpful there as another mineral and the whole food forms of these things. And, you know, even there are phase three, there's other things that we can do. Homeopathic drainage remedies, herbal Ayurvedic uh, formulations, 
anything that enhances other pathways of elimination to support or offset the burden to some degree of other aspects of excretory function, digestive health, lymphatic health, movement, hydration, hydrogen. You heard from uh, Paul Bertero from Synergy Science and the hydration. So any number of things when you're not detoxing properly or adequately can impact, you know, manifestation of symptoms. Like we talk about inflation is, you know, defined by the increase of the money supply. Higher prices are the symptom of inflation. They wrongly call the higher prices inflation. And so they get everything wrong and then they don't know cause and effect. So they can't cure because they don't know the cause and they add more of the cause and call it. That's the cure. Stupid. This is how we go when we're disconnected from cause and effect. So when we look at terms of the body and manifestation, what do we see? We see fatigue or lack of energy. Detox pathway congestion, liver congestion, mental fatigue, loss of concentration, liver congestion. And again, impaired excretion on any, any on all levels, but the liver is for, for me, primary headaches, heart palpitations, depression, anxiety, mood swings, loss of appetite, cravings for sugar, Hypersensitivities to smell, skin problems, trouble sleeping, hormonal issues, fertility issues, immune dysfunction, weight gain, trouble losing weight, liver detox pathways and broader detox pathways being corrupted. Not a Tylenol deficiency, not an ibuprofen deficiency, not a steroid deficiency, on and on it goes. So how do you optimize detox pathways? This article goes into all of that simple stuff. It's not very complex and there are many different ways to go about it. And sometimes you'll use one. Sometimes you'll use many of them simultaneously to get where you need to go. My starting point is homeopathic drainage remedies. That's why I did the uh, clinical homeopathy 101 plus lecture on demand course at Trinity school of natural health, trinityschool.org. Check out the lectures on demand and you'll see that one will get you a head start. If you want to use homeopathy, and then you can go further into clinical homeopathy if you'd like to help that as well. But there are other things listed here, seven different points. How about reducing the body's burden? That's not only what you ingest and inhale and drink, but how about what you're using to clean the house? How about, are you still using pesticides? How about orange guard? How about other natural cleaning agents, you know, vinegar based or otherwise reduce the use of endocrine disrupting compounds and chemicals, cleaners, clean the water. Synergy science has some of the best water filters on the planet including whole house filtration systems. Filter that water that's coming in, whether it be from a well or whether it would come from municipally treated city water. Now, some TLC they talk about in this article, breathing deeply. That's a process we've talked about. Was it Ari Witten? We need to get him back on, the breathing guy. He's like- Yeah, we'll awesome, have him on right? this month again. Yeah, uh, but brushing your body. We talk about uh, brush, skin brushing, lymphatic uh, massage or other forms of massage foot spas, different things to help there. Uh, tongue scraping is another detox uh, protocol. And if you have a healthcare provider that doesn't poison you, maybe they can facilitate other methods because there are many to help detoxify your body and reduce all of these burdens that result in all kinds of unhappy things that are, again, not FDA approved drug deficiencies. So there you go. Now, what about the, the sales of, of uh, big pharma products? What can impinge those sales? What can reduce those sales? which would mean a healthier society. Well, how about legalizing something that is lawful long before it was made illegal, something that was created by God or creator, the plant known as cannabis in very, in a variety of its forms. We have been lied to for decades now. Oh, it's a dangerous, illicit, addictive drug. We should all get on board and ban this thing. We should vilify anybody who utilizes it. Well, it turns out it 
can reverse cancer, depression, anxiety. I mean, there's so many things that the cannabis plant and all of the cannabinoids and uh, various terpenes, any number of things, some we we haven't even studied yet, are doing to facilitate great health. And I've argued since I learned this, and in Unlock the Power to Heal, the book I wrote with Ty Bollinger, we talked about this. The reason that cannabis was vilified was not because it was a dangerous reefer madness scenario. It was because it threatened a number of industries and their profitability, not just one, a number of them. One of them was the paper and pulp industry making paper out of forests. Growing forests takes a long time, cutting it down, and then you turn it into, well, guess what? Cannabis grows so quickly, you can process per acre so much more, let's say textiles, fabrics, much less paper over the old growth forests that they were digging and cutting down, et cetera. And so it threatened that industry profitability of the, the magnate, like, uh, what was the guy, uh, Hearst, the Hearst industry with all his newspapers. He had a lot invested in that. But of course, one of the big things is big pharma and all of their drugs, whether it be cancer drugs, whether it be psychiatric drugs, whether it be inflammatory, anti-inflammatory drugs, name the category. There's something in the cannabis plant that is likely helpful to you. So check out this article out of cannabis and tech today. New academic study links cannabis legalization to decreasing pharma profits. They've actually measured this economically. This is another reason why big pharma has lobbied so heavily in every state to stop any form of legalization or decriminalization. It is not because of, oh my gosh, they're going to go to hell and, and, you know, if they use the cannabis plant, it has nothing, although they'll, they'll manipulate people of faith into believing that. And they've successfully done that for decades as well. But this study showed that the average market loss in each U.S. state was estimated to be about $10 billion. You don't think they knew that? Hell yeah, they knew that. They knew that they were going to lose a lot of customers when they started using the cannabis plant for a wide variety of things. And yet, what was another side benefit in states that have decriminalized or legalized cannabis? A lot less alcohol consumption. Well, we've covered that. Alcohol, much more dangerous and damaging to the liver, including the use of a motor vehicle while inebriated under the uh, uh, alcohol. <sighs> Deadly. And I'm not advocating, you know, driving while high. But the point is devastation under alcohol. Also, we've seen reductions by the transition for many people to use the cannabis plant, uh, hopefully medicinally. But again, if you're using it, quote unquote, recreationally, it is not my place to say how dare you this is about you utilizing a plant responsibly for your body isn't that freedom and if you believe it's wrong to do it hey hey talk about it persuade people engage them uh intellectually maybe find studies that show hey this is dangerous for any number of reasons but we found more benefit than detriment by far including doing things that i don't like doing you know smoking anything uh, but apparently it's not harmful to the lungs as well. We've talked about that. All right, Super, do you want to add anything into this mix? This is a good one. Sure. As my, my camera has frozen as it does. <laughs> I still haven't figured out why it does that or how to prevent that. But in any case, I just want to put a little asterisk on uh -huh. this article here. Okay. Um, and especially with, you know, what you, you were mentioning that, you know, before they came mm -hmm. out with these studies saying about how, oh, it's, you know, it's terrible and it's, you yeah. know, it's, 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 uh, addicting and that yeah. was that, that's been a, d a debate for a long time right and it, 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 unfortunately yeah unfortunately um as of the last several years mm -hmm. i don't know maybe it's been a little bit longer than that 
uh, people are always trying to find a way to overdo things. They've, they have figured out how to create what is causing a problem. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that some talk show hosts have, have latched onto this, including one I used to work with, Laura Ingram. Yeah, she, She's been railing on this for a little while here, and it's, it's high-potency cannabis. Mm-hmm. High-potency THC. What they've done, because you know, back in the day when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. um, and it was just... It was a thing, right? Um, and you know, even a little bit before that, uh, you know, the the cannabis that people were using was maybe like twenty percent THC. Mm-hmm. Okay, what they've done is they figured out ways now where they can come up with this stuff that's like eighty and ninety percent, uh, and it is causing problems. But it, you know, it, it's like. It's not the cannabis that caused the problem. It's people yeah. that cause the problem. You know, I, I would equate it to like what, what the pharmaceutical companies do when they take something in nature and mm-hmm. then they isolate it and they synthesize it and stuff like that. And then, oh, now we have side effects. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. understand why. This is, this is what people have done is mm-hmm. that they've now created a situation where people are having negative side effects, psychosis. Sure. You know, and But you know what? We, we, we've seen also the emergence of this Delta-8 Instead of Delta Nine, yeah, which is an interesting. It's kind of a weird gray area that that the 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 regulators have not yet quite figured out how to to do something with. Yeah, but some of the studies on Delta Eight showing less intensity and well, yeah, and because less of it the is paranoia. Because it you know? is, it's almost yeah. like the Delta Eight is like the 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 uh, the the uh, cannabis of our t- of our teens. Mm-hmm. That that's what the Delta Eight is. Um, okay. it's, you know, it doesn't have less paranoia things Crazy. that, you know, cause, oh, yeah. I, and I acknowledge as much as I'm a fan of the cannabis plant for however you want to use it. Yeah. The, what you brought up super D is real. Yeah. You isolate, concentrate, concentrate. You're going to have things that are not what we would call normal in nature in our natural interaction with the plant. As it's far as I'm concerned, there is nobody, so, had, nobody has any business dealing with something that's got 90% THC. What's that? What is wrong with you? What the, what, what the heck is <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Super D. I, I get you. What is wrong I feel with you. people? I feel you. You know, then you can ruin it for everybody else. By the anyway. way, I just took some on the air, some of the full spectrum hemp extract oil from. Uh, oh no, that's not what we were just talking about. No, but, I okay. took this stuff. This stuff is well balanced. It's awesome, and certified organic, U.S. grown, and just man, not addicting at all. <laughs> this has been very helpful, and I, I would encourage you if you haven't checked it out, CBDNF.com, and you sign up. And if you're in the United States for the first time, you mentioned the Robert Scott Bell show, they'll send you some samples. And I would love it if you sent a picture of those samples with you into Superdon, add it to the collage or ask RSB at gmail.com. Similar to what we've asked you to do with orange guard too. When you get your orange guard, send in a picture. We're eventually going to do some more giveaways. I'm just encouraging. Look at all of these. This is a, some, some really great pictures uh, with orange guard as well. So be on the lookout. We're going to be doing some giveaways and, we do, of course, giveaways on our AMAs for our patron supporters every month. In many cases, you receive more than you give to support the Robert Scott Bell Show directly. And I'm happy that we could do that. And that's a thanks to those that support us with their not only their message of health, freedom, and healing, liberty, but the great products and services that are offered. And that, you know, they're reaching out to you because they believe that you have the value and insight to appreciate what they're doing. And we have them on because we believe that as well. Uh, some of these companies are being attacked and they want to be attacked by the FDA. They don't want to be attacked, but I mean, the FDA and others, uh, Dick Durbin's of the world want to destroy your access to supplements. There's a new threat. The ANH Alliance for Natural Health, USA, NH-USA.org. It's linked up in the show notes. 
They're talking about Senator Dick Durbin's mandatory product listing for dietary supplements. They might try to throw that into a, you know, some kind of ongoing funding of the government emergency resolution. So if you please go there and if you have any interest in maintaining access to your dietary supplements, Gretchen Dubow has sent out a, an alert and you can send a message to your Congress creditor or senator to make sure that that doesn't end up in a bill that would become law. This is the politics that makes everybody hate Congress. Mm -hmm. It's these types of moves here. There's a bill that's, that is basically it's going to continue funding the government, and it has to pass by the end of this month. It has to. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise we go into, to, you know, uh, you, you know, shut down, which, which you know. Which would be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've dealt with that not too long ago. Yeah. It's been a few years. Um, yeah, people might find out that they have to rely upon themselves and each other. Oh, I'm sorry you can't look at Mount Rushmore today because yeah. the government has been shut down. But anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is what they do. They take something yeah. they want to pass. They attach it to something that must pass. <clears throat> uh, and if they, so they can slip it through, then yeah. it's All an right. issue. Finally, uh, the insanity of hashtag woke culture, if I can even call it culture, that would be an overstatement, has gone off the proverbial deep end beyond even where I would have predicted it. Who would have thought they would go after a word as innocuous and wonderful and uplifting and, and nutritious as gardening? Gardening. Gardening. Oh my goodness, you just used the G word. The G word. Gardening is now the G word. Apparently, <laughs> it's highly offensive and discriminatory. We might need to just stop using the G word. That is gardening. The very thing that has sustained our ancestry, ancestors for millennia, growing food, and the term is gardening, because why? Some people are offended by it. Super Don, you got to explain this one to me. I don't even quite understand it myself, but it, it's it's basically it's like it's non-inclusive to some people apparently that it, you know if you are a gardener it has a perceived status and that others may feel like they are being left out that they are, you know are not in the club mm -hmm. of being a gardener or that you are gardening and they they should be there should be another term for it basically. Mm -hmm. That would include the maybe the younger, not quite as I don't know. I don't even know if it's a racist thing. All I know is is it's stupid. Yeah, that's what I know. When you start taking words like gardener or gardening, and you can somehow find a way to turn that into something that is negative, that is discriminatory, give me a break. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're a gardener works on what a garden. Do we have to change that too? Is it no longer a garden? Is it a a a dirt, a piece of I, I dirt just, with living things in it. I, I just how saw some hashtags it? here that I'm like, I'm embarrassed by. <laughs> Instead of using gardening, they're using hashtag plant daddy. Hashtag plant parenthood. Plant parenthood. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Folks, if you got an idea about what the hell's going on here, you know, they can't destroy everything, can they? They're trying with the language that they use or say you can no longer use because everything's equivalent to the you know what word whatever that might be all right when we come back from this break we're going to go into the bonus round it'll be about 60 seconds for those of you watching live or later on the podcast very quickly um question of the newsletter today this is going into politics a little bit and i'll get a sense of where you're at on that in a moment i want to thank sherry neal for joining us i want to thank all y'all in the chat rooms the various chat rooms or the one particularly here at robertscottbell.com slash listen remember text rsb to 22828, RSB, 22828, so that you'll be part of the newsletter. You'll, you won't miss a thing, including the upcoming events and special offers and deals available to you to, 
empower you. Health, freedom, healing, liberty. This is the place for it. This is the home for it. And y'all are welcome because the power to heal is yours. All right, this, this is kind of cool. I uh, just noticed this. I checked out on Twitter. I uh, tweeted out uh, to at Kansas Band, which is the band, Kansas, not the state. Uh, I, I basically said, uh, at Kansas, I, I, can you see that tweet? Can you show that on screen? I don't know if you can. I, I don't know how to do that anymore. I used to push all the buttons. But I said, at Kansas Band, and so basically Kansas in concert with the kids, priceless. Telling millennials at the gym that I took my kids to see Kansas last night, facepalm as they asked if we had a nice trip. <laughs> Parents, teach your kids about the best music from the 70s and 80s, please, before it's too late. And I had a facepalm image up there. I just did that. And Kansas Band, their official Twitter account, retweeted it. So that's kind of cool. I got, I didn't intend, I don't think about those things, but it's like they retweeted it. That's good. Uh, so teach your kids about really good music. From the 70s, 80s. I'm just saying, before it's too late. All right, Super D. So there you go. That's uh, some of the fun that we've had as we open with Kansas. Where was we that? Opened, you said, did you say that was on Twitter? I tweet, I Twitter. Yeah, I tweeted it out about two hours ago, right before we went to air. And uh, Kansas band, their official Twitter, whatever, retweeted it. It's kind of cool. I'm looking. Yeah. Retweet. Hmm. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. I see it now. Yeah. Okay. Totally cool for someone who's not really a good at the social at media Kansas thing. Kansas band. All yeah. Right. One retweet. And it was, and it was by Kansas. By... Waiting for it. My computer is kind of feeling overloaded at the moment. I don't know why. Oh, well. Okay. I'll just trust you. Yeah. Kansas I'll retweeted my tweet. That's about really Kansas. cool. Yeah. That is really cool. <sighs> All right, so uh, we'll check out your questions and comments in the chat room in a moment, but uh, the poll question of the day, how's that looking? Uh, let's see, let's go to it here. So the question is, how much, because, you know, we've got the midterms coming up here very soon. Mm -hmm. People are going to be uh, voting. Uh, there have been some debates, and then, of course, uh, in a couple more years, mm -hmm. we're really going to see some debates. It's going to be another pres presidential election and so the question is how much do debates impact your vote mm -hmm. you could have said a lot somewhat maybe a little not at all or not sure how much do debates impact your vote what do you think robert huh. the subscribers said. well you know what i brought up when you put this out immediately i was like they haven't had a debate since ron paul was in them <laughs> Because they're all a bunch of talking points that don't actually engage in debate about any principles or policies in reality. Uh, so I will have to say maybe a little and not at all would be like the leads. That's just my inclination. Well, oh, look at that. that. I am right. That's where it went. Not at all. Came in first place with 35%, followed by maybe a little. Yeah. Then uh, then he had somewhat, a lot, and not sure. I got my so, finger on the pulse of, of our family here. Yeah, well, okay. So. And, and is this the same way you feel? Damn. Would you say that you personally 
um, that when you watch a debate that it really doesn't have much of an effect on... Yeah, know, because we know what buffoons the vast majority of these politicians <laughs> are. The debate's yeah. not going to do anything but reveal that even further. Although I'd like to see, like in Minnesota, with uh, what's the guy named Scott? Uh, he's running for governor. We had him on earlier. Jensen. On. Jensen. Yep. And you replayed that as an encore recently. I did. Uh, but, you know, he's a guy that's trying to debate the, the governor of Minnesota, and that guy's ducking him everywhere he can because he, he's got a record under the uh, COVID lockdown policies. It's not good. <laughs> so a debate like that could probably impact voters on the state level more than the, the, the charade or charade that is the presidential debates. You know, if so, they actually know, have real libertarians involved and others that we could speak on principles, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's a symptom, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the results of that poll, I think, probably reflect, you know, um, the rest of I just have a feeling that it's yeah. pretty accurate in that people don't, people just, they've already made up their minds, you know, and it's usually along party lines. Yeah. Right, the Republicans are going to go with the Republican. The Democrats are going to go with the Democrat. And the, a debate is not so much about changing people's mind, even though I think it does for some people that are kind of riding the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's more for just both sides to have a, a, a contest to see who does better. And then it, you know whoever the loser is, quote loser of the debate, then their followers spin it to make it you know not that they didn't lose, and then it's the other way around. The one that is quote won. You know, it's, the spin doctors will make it so it looks, you know, like they lost. You know, so mm-hmm. it's 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 almost like, you know, the Coliseum or something, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, we're just being entertained by the fight, but we really don't care about the substance, if there is any, of the oh. debate itself, which I yeah. think is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a good thing. You yeah. know, that, that that's a, a, a sickness, <laughs> That the nation is is suffering from. Well, and, right it, now. and it's it's another thing. When we get into party politics, the Hegelian dialectic: Republicans versus Democrats. It's like that wasn't the way our society or government was even set up. And others had warned us that these parties would be our downfall because it'd be easy to isolate, conquer, and divide. Right? Uh, I see a, a, an interesting tweet by our buddy Kevin Jenkins. He's quoting somebody who's a Biden COVID advisor. I don't know if this is true. I haven't confirmed it, but somebody named Ashish Jha said this. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. I, I, I see the thing is you would normally think that's made up, and but under the Biden administration and their, their wholesale cult-like devotion to these shots, I would not be surprised if that's a real quote. He says, yes, it's a real quote. And yet the same thing occurs to me about Democrats and Republicans. Like our founding fathers set this up so we would have two parties pitted against each other with nobody else allowed in. Do you remember the title of Jesse uh, Ventura's book? Uh, I ain't got time to bleed. Democrips oh, and Rebloodlickens. Look, remember Rebloodlickens, that? yeah, that's right. He was on it. He, you know, he was. He, he knew, yeah. be, even back then, it was still the same, where you had two warring gangs. Yeah. Um, you know, and everybody else got stuck in the middle, which is the reason why I'm mm-hmm. still, I'm seriously considering checking out that organization. I've done a little research on it, and it's a national organization. They've been around mm-hmm. since 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, called the Braver Angels, and oh. it's it's you know conservatives and uh, progressives mm-hmm. finding a way to talk to one another, 
saying, "Hey, let's figure out what we got in common." Um, mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's like a workshop, yeah. Where they actually sit down, they pair people up, and they have them go through like a process of of answering questions and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so that at the end of the process, you end up realizing that you have got more in common than you have not in common with those people, and right. and, and you get along, and it's just. Mm-hmm. To me, that it's like I think it's interesting. I think it's needed, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was thinking about it. And I was like, "This is like romper room, man." I mean, it's like you know, this is how it's supposed to be. You know mm-hmm. why? It's, but the the fact that people have to be trained at this point yeah. to be able to do that again is another symptom of, of a problem. Hopefully, you know, if something like this took off and became popular. It, it would. It might help, mm-hmm. but you got to be willing to do it too. You know, and yeah. that's where, like with anything, if it's not something that you're, if you don't, if you don't admit that there's a problem, then there's no amount of workshops and, and all that kind of stuff that's going to help you in that situation because you're mm-hmm. not ready to hear it, you know? Yeah. But anyway, thank you for participating in the poll. Do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I just, if you want to participate seeing... in the rest of them, you need to just subscribe to the newsletter. Seeing some articles. Oh, well, not articles, comments. Chris Steiner's going at it, doing great stuff. Uh, um, focusing on the third eye. I'm not seeing the context of all these things. I remember when we opened up uh, the show today about uh, the, the fraud and science. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that, strangely enough, that won't, you know, it's like they won't take a step out in the morning unless they, like, check, well, let me check the giant journals, see if it's, like, real. Yet, how much of our lives are experienced outside of the realm of official science and yet somehow we're still alive we still get by we find things we can do and how much has science added to our lives versus detracted based on the way it's run today and i think most of us would like like with politics i'd rather have nothing to do with it it's so filled with skull scum duggery you know it's like it is not what we thought it was like if you're into science like i am and i love it but at the same time going I don't want to have anything to do with it. You just, you feel dirty like politics. You feel, Ooh, that's just, there's so much fraud and deception in it. Yeah. How, what are some other ways to figure out how life works? I talked about science or scientific inquiry and endeavor and methodologies to uncover and explain the world around us, within us, above us, below us, etc. And how about direct experience? How about prayerful contemplation, meditation? How about opening ourselves up through dreams through spiritual experiences, through spiritually transformative experiences to understand things that are supposedly not understandable or inexplicable and may never be validated by what they call science, science as religion, you know, or skeptuggery, which, you know, basically says unless we can, you know, prove it, it doesn't, it's not real. And, and, and we'll tell you what's real based on our belief system, which we'll pretend is not a belief system, but it's science, which is never wrong because it self-corrects. <laughs> So I, I just want to acknowledge those of you in the audience that kind of went there. I didn't go there today with it, but I acknowledge and absolutely <clears throat> love that part of discovery and even self-validation of life and how it operates, how it works. I have perceptions and beliefs about things based on my direct experience of those things, but I cannot convince you of those things because of my experience. It's my experience. And you would, you know, you could try and dispute it and I'll be like, that's fine if you dispute it, but this is, this is where I'm at. This is my experience why i believe based on my experience not just a belief because somebody told me or i read it in a book and then there's some people mm-hmm. like me yeah that um 
quite often doesn't care. <laughs> I just like Why to experience do I even bother it then? and Bruno look at it care. and yeah. think it's cool yeah. and then move on. Yeah. Without needing to know everything about it and how it works. And please explain to me whatever. Not yeah. to say that those aren't important things. But sometimes sometimes I think people just need to kind of just take a break. Mm-hmm. And just go out and just just experience and, yeah. and have fun. And, mm-hmm. and not have to know everything about it. But just kind of just, you know, go back to like, uh, like, like when we were kids, right? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And just... Use your imagination or something, <laughs> you know. Don't get into a debate over over everything. Yeah. All right. There's so much I have to do. I think I'm scheduled to do a recording session in a few minutes. Is you that right? are, as a matter of fact. In fact, let me we'll give a little little preview. Okay. Real quick, and then we'll we'll call it quits here. Okay. So uh, today you are going to be <clears throat> pre-recording. With Morley Robbins. We haven't Will this one be for our Sunday broadcast? This is going to be for the Sunday show. Excellent. Our radio broadcast. He's going to be in the car. That's why it's going to be for the Sunday show, because it's going to be an audio-only situation. Okay, cool. And then uh, tomorrow, we've got Jonathan E. Mord and Jonathan Otto. Two Jonathans tomorrow. Yay, the two Jonathans. For the show, and then you will be recording with uh, Robbie Kulasekera for Friday's show. Sweet. Is, so we'll have Dr. Is, Robbie back on for Friday because it's correct. a travel day. So correct. Uh, I'm heading to the memorial service for Stephen Quinto, the man who developed the technological technological breakthrough that resulted in Sovereign Silver and our Gen 23 and now the Sovereign Copper and others. And then uh, also Jim Turner, uh, legendary attorney, health freedom attorney, you know, like a Jonathan Emore. Jim Turner passed away recently as well. And his memorial service is on that day. I'm going to try and I don't know if I can do both, uh, but he, they're going to do that by Zoom as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I have loads of calls I still need to make responding to people. Ah, help, Super Don. And Super Don says, I don't care. Yeah. I have to turn it off sometimes. I'm sorry. That's just how I, I, I uh, compartmentalize things. And stuff. Otherwise, yeah. I, I jump off a cliff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you do care, though. Seriously. I do care. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it just doesn't matter, so I don't, you know. All right. Well, with that, let's pause until we come back tomorrow, a little less than 22 hours from now, God willing. Thank you to Sherry Neal for being on board. Thank you all for participating, however you do, in sharing the show. I'm grateful for that. I look forward to seeing you at the next AMA. Did we decide on the date for the AMA? The American we did. Uh, what do we call that? What is it? Ask Me Anything. That's right. And Ask Me Anything. That yeah. is Wednesday the 28th. Okay, 7 uh, one, p.m. Two, three weeks from today. 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And in England, I don't know what it is, but you'll figure it out. And I hope you'll join us. We have special guests, special gifts. We'll see what happens in the next one. So thanks for your support on Patreon for those of you that can. And I uh, appreciate that so, so very much. So with that, we're going to take a hike. No, maybe? going to be back? Uh, no, I probably no. won't go for a hike. But no hike? Okay. I'll get well, up out of the chair. All right, remember, boys and girls, make sure your parents teach you about the great songs from the 70s and 80s, classic rock and things like that, the great bands. Don't let that go away. And then uh, we'll see you all tomorrow, God willing. Thank you for being here. All right, see you then.